Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for DP today and tomorrow. Here in L.A., it's one minute after six, and we can't keep up with the NFL news. All kinds of stuff going on. Sammy Watkins has a new home. Allen Robinson has a new home. Case Keenum has a new home. There's a lot of risks, but maybe no risk bigger than the risk Doug Gottlieb just took about 20 (laughs) minutes ago. We had a listener last night bring in ribs for people who work on the Ben Maller show. How much fun are the ribs? It, can I just get $2. one? $2.50. Just pour some in my hand. Two fifty. That makes about 50 cents a rib, doesn't it? This is a listener who brought in ribs. And Lieb came in, warmed up the ribs, and ate them. These are listener ribs you warmed up and had for breakfast. Uh, it should be pointed out that those... Good morning to you, Jason. <laughs> should be pointed out to uh, non-Syracuse fan ribs. <laughs> it should also be pointed out that they were... They were not, uh, they were, they were, there's like four different tinfoil packages. So by my estimation, somebody took time and care in preparation. Their level of preparedness was remarkable. So I did inspect one, the level of preparedness two Mm -hmm. the actual spices. And then three, I figured I put it in the microwave and anything that could be wrong with it would get nuked away. And you know what? They were fantastic. Okay. Just, Just the amount of protein this body needed in order to have three hours with you, and of course three hours with you uh, next week, I'm fired up. Uh, tomorrow, I'm fired up. Now, so, so far you're feeling okay still. 
You feeling all right? Listener ribs are okay? Little, I was a little woozy, but, okay. I'm, but I'm good. All right. I, I like good. how you said, you know, the individual, you know, preparedness in, in the foil. Hey, make sure Gottlieb gets this one. Yes. You know, that's the, yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to mess anybody else I tried up. To, I tried to get one from the bottom and they're like, yeah. no, 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 take the, take the ribs at the top. <laughs> I'm, I love that you knew the, I'm going to get you sucker line. Yeah. Well, of course that was, you know, got to have that, our own theme music. But that is a, that is a cult. That is a real cult favorite, right? When mm-hmm. you say like two two fifty. Uh, Jim Brown in that movie. Oh, yeah. Jim Brown was a bad man. Anyway, uh, speaking of Jim Brown, we got like- Syracuse? Plethora of Syracuse. It all comes back around to Syracuse. (laughs) Wear your Syracuse shirt. We have a plethora of NFL news early this morning on the West Coast, mid-morning on the East Coast. We have a smorgasbord. We have a potpourri of signings in the, um, what is it called? It's uh, It's the legal tampering- Yes, is this, this is the two two day legal tampering period. Legal tampering is civil war. It is an oxymoron, is it not? It's it, look, by the time free agency starts, we're going to know where Kirk Cousins going. There's no way you're going to start free agency and Kirk Cousins is not going to have his team picked. Well, there's no way. Okay, so Case Keenum to the Denver Broncos that appears to be done. Very right? predictable. Yes, okay. announced last night. Adam Schefter broke this at three forty three in the morning. So this Case Keenum thing was three forty three East Coast time in the morning. Nobody ever says Mountain Time that he way. is gone. No, well, you don't use Mountain Time or yeah. Central Time. No one does that. Yeah, no, nobody does. But poor Denver sitting there, they're going like, "Hey, we got Case Keenum. It's on Mountain Time." <laughs> so, so they get Case Keenum in a non Mountain Time drive time. That's not a good move. Think about that if you're if you're a if you're a Denver Bronco fan, right? Ever since Peyton Manning, and let's be honest, your vision of your view of Peyton Manning. Um, when he won his Super Bowl, that was a nine touchdown, seventeen interception year. So that defense and his brain, and the fact that that Cam Newton was awful, so it was that that Carolina Panther team in the Super Bowl carried them to a Super Bowl. But nonetheless, you, you're you've been trying to find the replacement to Peyton Manning, and you've cycled through all these guys, and you're you got all this money, and you're waiting on free agents, and you just kind of convince yourself, you know what? I don't think Kirk Cousins is great, but he's pretty damn good. He's better than what we had. All right, all right, John Elway, go get him. And he comes back with Case Keenum. And you're like, wah, wah. It just does not feel like one to which if I'm a Bronco fan, I'm saying, yes, yes, buy me my Case Keenum jersey. It feels feels like a placeholder. It feels like we're still going to go draft a quarterback. We're going to try and fix this thing. In the meantime, rabbi in the room, Gary Kubiak coached him in Houston. He's fine. If you put a great team around him, he's fine. This feels like John Elway, instead of swinging for the fences, like, you know what? I'll just take this one oppo and hit a single, and we'll be fine at the quarterback. No, see, I look at it as Elway as this is, I want to show you how smart I am. I'm the smartest guy in the room. When he took over, here's what I'm going to do. We had Tim Tebow, who was a big cult favorite. What did he do? I'm going to show you the door. This is my, this is my, I know what to do. I know what to do. He brought in Peyton Manning, and they went to two Super Bowls. They won one. Okay, that's great. Well, hold on, let's, let's dial back. Was he not right about Tim Tebow? No, he was. Okay. But at the but think about it at the time. Tebow had won that playoff game. He was a cult. There was nothing bigger than Tebow when he took the Broncos to the playoffs. They won that playoff game. Demarius Thomas had the big touchdown. Yeah. And he still came in and said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut bait from him. Now people knew, but still, when the guy comes in and becomes that kind of cult figure, that icon, that's a tough thing to do. So now what has he done since? I'm the smartest guy. Brock Osweiler, he's our guy. And he tried to go a little bit cheap on him, and then Osweiler left. Trevor Simeon, going to turn him into something. Okay, he's a nice player. He's a backup, but he was a nice player. Going to try to turn him into something. I'm going to trade up for Paxton Lynch 
into the first round because I like Paxton Lynch. He has missed on all these guys. Why? Because what's he trying to do at quarterback? He has tried to find the gem, the diamond in the rough. I don't want to go pay $50 million a year for a quarterback. I'm not going to go sign but Kirk you, Cousins. But you can't, but not going to do it. Well, hold on. Well, there, there's a couple of different parts to it. Uh, if we if we go back to his evaluation, he misevaluated Brock Osweiler out of the draft. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing. His, you know, his son was his roommate at Arizona State is the, is the famous story. And he, he misevaluated there. And Osweiler. Dad, he, draft my roommate, man. But, He's good. And, and now, and on the other hand, did he actually misevaluate him? Because he offered him, what, $14 million, and the guy was still mad about being pulled in the playoffs. So he signed for $1 million more, sight unseen, to go to Houston. And then he ended up getting on the backswing anyway. Um, so I actually think he properly evaluated Brock Osweiler, in terms of his value, is like, look, he's a mid-level, at best, starter. He'll be fine. And I, I think everyone is searching for the Russell Wilson, right? Everyone's searching for, how can I get value at quarterback instead of being highly leveraged at one position so that I can keep my defense, so that I can keep my skill position players? Because unless you have a dude, a Hall of Famer, you have to you have to put the surrounding cast all around him and hope you catch lightning in a bottle. So I actually think I don't think he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room in terms of finding a guy who's a star who everybody thinks is okay. I think he's remember he he wanted Colin Kaepernick, but he wanted Colin Kaepernick at seven million a year mm-hmm. in order to fit them into what they were trying to do, which is about the value for Colin Kaepernick. So I actually think he is really smart. He understands that you can't get a Hall of Famer unless you draft in the top five, top ten of the draft. It's not necessarily true, but that's that's the overall thinking. He did miss on two quarterbacks, two tall quarterbacks in the draft, and now he's going with the diminutive quarterback as a free agent. And I, I still think that his ultimate vision is the way in which you have a football team be consistently great, unless you can find a Hall of Fame dude, is just get a guy who's fine, who's solid, who's workmanlike, who won't lose you games and let your defense and your athletes win you games. I think that's his working philosophy. But let me let me throw this at you. Here's the Broncos. They're not quite as locked and loaded as they were in years past, but they're yeah. still a pretty good team. Are they better off long-term giving Kirk Cousins a lot of money to come in and play quarterback, or are they better off Case Keenum for a year, then they find out, boy, he had the one magical season, and he turns back into the quarterback he was every year up until he got to Minnesota? What's going to be better off for them? It's going to get Kirk Cousins, but that's not Elway's way. Two two things. How good is Kirk Cousins? He's going to throw for 4,000 no, yards no, no, and 30 no, no, no. touchdowns. I, don't give me the stats. How that's, good is Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is pretty good. Is he a top 10 quarterback in the National League? He's a top 10, top 12 guy, I would say. Oh, and I would I would okay. pay a lot of money for that. Okay. Um, and would you pay? I mean, we're talking about the Vikings and the Jets breaking the bank. And so, like, look, that's cool if you have a ton of money to spend. You have a, or if you have, like the Vikings, a ready-made team around him. But he's sitting there going, Wait, I, don't have the t- I don't have the money that the Jets have, nor the desperation the Jets have, and I don't have the We team- are very desperate, yes. Huh? Very, very desperate. What, the Broncos? The Jets. No, 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 extremely Co- desperate. Extremely desperate, You can right? tell the desperation. It's no. oozing off of me right now. Right, and, yeah. and that's the only reason that Kirk Cousins signs there is, if, like, if he signs with the Jets, he cannot say it is not, it's not about the money. Whatever you do, like please, because I, I I turn the channel, and it's okay if you if you get up there. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, pitches for the Diamondbacks used to pitch for the first the Royals and the Dodgers. Zach Greinke, Zach Greinke, right? Yes. God bless Zach Greinke. He's the only guy. who's like, yeah, dude, you gave me two hundred million dollars. I'm signing there. Yeah. That's what he did. He, went he said, to, I don't care if you're in last place. Right, I'll sign there. Which is exactly what he did with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. He, he did what he said. 
But if you sign with the Jets, and the Jets did have a surprising year. All the rest of us thought we, they, they were tanking, and they ended up winning, what, six games with Josh McCown as quarterback. But you only sign there if it's about the bottom line. My thing is, we all want there to somehow be this litany of, hey, you, why don't you go get Drew Brees? He's a free agent. He's not really a free agent. Mm. He's not leaving New Orleans to go to Denver. If Kirk Cousins, you have to break the bank for Kirk Cousins, it's like, like, Kirk Cousins is not great. He's fine. He's like, honestly, he's more like 15 to 20 in terms of quarterback. Um, maybe he's 12. You know, I'll, I'll give you 12. But he, he had his two best career years the last two years, and how good were the Redskins? Granted, mm-hmm. that's not all his fault, but at some point, the, the franchise-caliber star quarterbacks are guys that can find a way to get their team to the playoffs when their teams aren't very good. And when their teams are good, now they're competing for a Super Bowl. He seems to be a notch below that. And if I'm Elway, you're sitting there going like, look, we just can't afford that. We just, they're just not the money because now it depletes the rest of the roster. 877 on Fox. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. 877-996-6369. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Doug, of course, at Gottlieb Show. Wait, so you, do you disagree with that? You think you go all in and spend every, you give I, I 60 think if million guarantee? you can get a quarterback, you have to go. You have to do it. Because it's so hard to. It's so hard to do it. It's so hard to say, okay, we're going to play up and, and get somebody in the draft. Because when guys guys don't hit free agency like this, Kirk Cousins hits free agency, it's, oh, my goodness, look at this. So, yes, there is a bit of a, hey, a guy like this is not out here. But we saw this four years ago with Alex Smith. Boy, Alex Smith is a free agent. What happened? The Chiefs signed him right away and gave him a ton of money. It's, oh, my goodness, the Chiefs gave that kind of money to Alex Smith. It's hard to get that guy. It's hard. He is Alex Smith. You know? I think Alex Smith is, and he might not be as good. He's, he's a little bit more explosive than Alex Smith. But he's basically Alex Smith. He's fine. He's not bad. He's not great. He's fine. And if you put a team around him like San Francisco put around him, Kansas City put around him, you can get to the playoffs. Probably just can't win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, Kirk Cut, look, the Eagles are able to win in the Super Bowl with Nick Nick Foles have two having two big games in the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. Sure. I mean, you if you you can't be done with Kirk Cousins. You can't say, okay, we got Kirk, now we're done. No, this is, we got Kirk Cousins, and now, all right, we have a lot of money because we, you know, this is what we did. We're rolling over money. The Jets have $90 million to spend, so it's okay. Now we can go out, we can get Kirk Cousins, still have left over for a wide receiver. We can go get a running back. We're drafting up pretty high. You need to surround him with talent. He wasn't surrounded with the best talent in Washington. I'd like to see him being surrounded by more talent. Fair. And Never see had how a running well he game plays. Yes. And now, you know, Vikings or the Jets. We're down. To th- I already got a team in the championship game. I went from the Jets in the Final Four to now the Jets from the championship against the Vikings. It's like my own March Madness already. It's happening. And we'll know tomorrow night. Be the most Jets thing ever. They sign Kirk Cousins <laughs> and they hate Kirk Cousins. Right? After spending. After, yeah, after six games. After getting held get hostage by, by uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick two years ago. Right? Ryan Fitzpatrick holds him hostage, yep. gets $12 million, and then just stinks up the joint. <laughs> Express Employment Professionals have been helping people find jobs for 35 years, long before the online job search. Don't keep uploading your resume. Find your nearest Express office on ExpressPros.com and call today. Coming up next, we got more on Case Keenan. we got big-time wide receivers or big-name wide receivers finding new homes. Keep it right here. Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. 
We got NCAA tournament stuff to get to. We got big news in the NFL. And it's I'll tell you what, Doug, I got to be honest. Getting up, you know, obviously it's, you know, 20 after 6 in the morning here in LA and all this NFL news breaking as early as it, it is, it's one of those disquieting, unsettling things like, wait a minute, it's 6 o'clock in the morning and, and, and we're getting news. All, like, this is news comes in, you know, you know, 9, 10, 11 o'clock, here's news. And yeah, Schefter breaking the Case Keenum story at, at 3.45 in the morning. I, I think the whole, I think this last couple of days has been really interesting, Jason. I mean, think about it. Tiger Woods was bigger than the selection show, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone I know was, I had Ed Cooley on, he's Providence's head coach. Yeah. And he, and I know he's a huge golfer, right? And I said, hey, when the selection show was, if Tiger would have forced an extra a playoff hole, which would you have been watching? Where your team is going <laughs> or Tiger Woods? And he's like, to be honest with you, Tiger Woods. Right? Like, who doesn't like watching that guy play golf? It's unbelievable. So you, have, you had Tiger on Sunday. You got all this stuff. Uh, honestly, LeBron in L.A. was fasc- fascinating theater to watch. And, oh, yeah, O.J. Uh, admitting to, uh, admitting to uh, maybe he might have yeah, murdered he did. Nicole yeah. and, and, and Ron. Which, by the way, like, there used to be a small group of conspiracy theorists who like, nah, somebody else did it, whatever. Like, that has all. So O.J. admits to murder is like fifth on the storyline. Mm-hmm. And now it moves down even now and I nobody's even we've completely moved past we're like oh yeah yeah he killed he killed both those two people and he's out he's out roaming free because now you have NFL which frankly trumps the fact that the tournament kind of starts tonight kind of doesn't start tonight because they had the first four and I'll tell you later I, you have the an, an, a real David versus Goliath tonight in Dayton mm-hmm. so uh, yeah the NFL news coming fast and furious and everybody waiting on on Kirk Cousins, like think th- the things you never thought you would say oh. is the whole, the NFL is waiting on Kirk Cousins to make a decision. Now look, now you know you know me, you know crazy Jets fan, and I'm glad we're in the final two. There's no way the Jets are getting Cousins. What, what, look, even though I, I hey, it was great in his goodbye letter to Washington. He tagged the Jets and the Vikings yesterday. We're in the final two, but here's all he's doing. The Vikings clearly cannot offer him as much money as the Jets. Right, they just don't have they don't have the money. The Jets can say, "Hey, we can give you sixty million dollars first year guaranteed if we want to." All he's doing is, "Okay, where's a team I want to go? Minnesota. Where's a team that's going to offer me the most money? The Jets, New York. Yeah. I'm going to use them to get every dollar that I can out of Minnesota, and I'm going to go to Minnesota. If he goes to the Jets, it's the biggest upset in the world because there's no way it's not an upset. He's it's, just, it's, it's more money. It's it's a it's a financial decision to which he'll paint it as." Look, I believe in the Jets. I, you know, they were able to win six games last year, and no one thought they would win any games. Uh, but it it becomes it becomes a financial decision. But that's the only way they get it. If they say, "Here's your here's your deal," and sixty million dollars guaranteed the first year, we're going to go so far over the top, we're going to make you have to say yes. That's the only thing the Jets can do is being completely irrational and go forget about ninety million for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no. we're going to give you sixty million dollars for this first year. By the way, and you're now, the only ahead, human luck. alive that doesn't like the Jimmy Garoppolo good luck. deal. I don't like because you didn't have to pay him yet. You didn't have to pay him yet. What if he stinks? He started he, he do- four games. He doesn't stink. He started four games. You, you, you he had four you, games in a no-pressure environment, and he was good in four games. He was better than good. He was outstanding. He has bad mechanics. He's all hips and, and arm. He doesn't step into throws. I don't think the guy likes to get hit. 
Not that anybody likes to get nobody hit. Like, nobody likes but to get hit. That's, that's I, the, by the way, that's the LeBron James argument. But I, that's but, the, LeBron James couldn't play football because he doesn't like to get hit. No, no, like, but he's right, a guy, Who's the guy that goes, man, I can't wait to get ear holes? No, but he's, Come on. <laughs> Sunday's coming. I'm going to get a chance to forget. To, I, I will forget everything that happened earlier in the day because I'm going to get hit so hard. I can't wait for that. No, but getting hit is part of the game. I understand. And, and quarterbacks realize I got to step up and take a hit once in a while, and he has not shown me once I'm willing to take a hit to complete a pass. If he's good... You could pay him after this year. You could franchise him and say, listen, we're going to give you $25 million for this year, and I'd be fine with that. Let's see it, and then we move on. Because if he stinks now, you're on the hook. Yeah, look, that's how these deals in the NFL are. But you really didn't have on, to. You're really on the hook. Yeah, he did. He's a free agent. And you, you could franchise him for a year, and then, hey, you know what? In the but, middle of the but, season, let's but, work on a long-term deal. But the whole thing of what San Francisco's able to do is now they have cap cost certainty with their quarterback. We know who our quarterback is. We're set. I I actually love the deal. I love everything about what San Francisco was was able to do, getting him for a second round pick, and they got to, you know, everybody wants to test drive a car. They didn't test drive a car. They took it home for the weekend, and then they kept it for another week. And like, you know what? I love this car. It's exactly what I want. And you you put him in line with a great play caller, and and now you still have the financial resources to go and add pieces. Plus, they got a chance to do some serious damage in the draft. I, I like it. Um. Uh, look, the the thing with the Jets, which is fascinating, yes, they're being taken along for the ride in order to create leverage, to drive up that price, to get every possible penny out of Minnesota. Um, I, I just, do you want the announcement with the two hats? Do you want this to be a college style? <laughs> gee, that, that he puts on the Jets hat, Kurt, takes Kurt, it off. Kurt, and then it's, <laughs> or remember that one this year in football where the mom gets up? Oh, and walked leaves, away. Right? Yeah, she was really like, mad. He, yeah. just, like, he's sitting there with his wife yeah. and his baby. And uh, and they sit down, and he picks the Jets, and she gets up and leaves. <laughs> that'd be am- that'd be just amazing TV. Well, she's not happy. Well, the mom at least came the, back. There, though there is the other part of the Jets, which I'm not sure that that I'm I'm surprised you haven't gone there with Jason. Oh boy, it's New York. Yeah, of course. The sale is New York. The like, sale, look, Michael but can, Strahan. But can you still Michael, sell New York though? Yes, Michael Strahan was a great player. He's a great player. Right? Was he a Hall of Famer? Was he absolutely? If he not in New York. And I guess I would say winning a Super Bowl also helped him. Mm-hmm. But was he absolutely locked up cinch all, all of favor? No, he was best a borderline case. Okay. But the difference is, one, he's been on TV, right? Being on TV only helps build your brand. It's You know, Tony Romo is going to probably be a Hall of Famer now, even though he didn't win anything. And I like Tony Romo. I, I mean, I personally always thought we beat up on him when his defense was crummy. <laughs> and, he didn't have a, a, and, and he didn't have a great team. And he had to run about round back there and make plays. And when you try and make that many plays, you're going to make some mistakes. That said, our view of Tony Romo as a quarterback is going to become better year after year after year because he's on TV. That same thing happened with Strahan. Happens with all these. That's one of the reasons they love to do TV. But being in New York, if you can be the guy, this is like the Knicks. How many different huge coaches? Larry Brown tried it. Phil Jackson tried it. They all tried. They want to be the guy to fix the Knicks. You're the guy that fixes the Knicks. They put a statue out in front of you in front of Madison Square Garden, and you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, et cetera, et cetera. If you're the guy that can win with the Jets, Joe Namath called his shot, won a game 50 years ago, and th- that has been his calling card ever since. So there is a week in having you being a New Yorker, being out of New York, and me being the son of New Yorker, but having moved from New York, we can diminish the value of New York all we want. Lynn's sanity happened because of New York. It just did. Like, things are bigger when they happen in the city. And if you're the Jets, who are the redheaded stepchild to the Giants in that town, they are the 
fifth or sixth most important team at times in that town. There is the allure to, hey, you know what, Kirk Cousins, you're a Jet. You were the, you were the other quarterback taken in the same draft as RG3. You're the guy who you put up 5,000 yards and everybody kind of – your own team didn't love you, right? Your own general manager would not say your name correctly. Remember that? Or it mm-hmm. was general manager, president of the team, was calling you Kurt Cousins. Like, that's oh, Kirk Cousins. It is like seven times he said Kurt Cousins. Your, your president doesn't know your, doesn't know your name. The team wouldn't sign you. They kept franchise tagging you. They're, they traded for Alex. They'd rather have Alex Smith than you. You've been disrespected your entire professional career. Hey, we're the Jets. We're constantly disrespected. Why not? Come play for us. You are a Jet. I don't know. You're not selling me. You're not selling me with that. Hey, we're always just Look, the thing with New York is that, and it's no different. You brought, you brought up the Knicks and the Jets. Who wants to go there? The Knicks aren't getting free agents. No, no, no one's going there. The Jets aren't getting the big free agents. No one's going there. It's different if you're the Giants and the Yankees, even the Mets. Who you know? Hey, the Mets got lucky. Jay Bruce, very depressed market this year, getting some guys in. But it's about the team. If if you're the Yankees, you're going to get the free agents. If you're the Mets, you're not. If you're the Jets, you're not getting the free agents. If you're the Giants, you do. No one goes to the Knicks. The lure of New York is gone. From the perspective of you can simply open up and say, hey, come here. The allure of Los Angeles isn't what it used to be. How long did it take the Lakers to finally become a destination? Hey, you can come out here and play. When Kobe was the star, they didn't get anybody. Nobody wanted was, to come out here and play. that was because of Kobe. Right, but no, but it doesn't matter. You'd think, hey, come play in L.A. Yeah, Kobe, listen, we'll win. Kobe's Kobe. Everything is fine. There's no, There was no destination aspect of it because I, I, teams can go. You can get paid anywhere now, and you can win almost anywhere. I, I, I understand you can get paid, but it's, it's different when you win in L.A. It's different when you, when you win in New York. Now, look, if it's me, it's, not, it's an easy decision. But you got Thielen on one side, you got Diggs on the other, and you'll get Dalvin Cook back there, and they have a rebuild offensive line, and you have a really good defense, and you're playing indoors, which hides any of your arm strength weaknesses that, that we all assume Kirk Cousins has a ceiling there, right? Like, again, I'm saying it's, I, I think it's an easy decision, a football decision, it's easy. But I do think there is an allure to New York, and when you're Kirk Cousins, he's, he is a businessman. Like, this entire thing has been handled very smartly in terms of financial business, right? Like, he knew his value would be high, a franchise tag, two consecutive years, and he's put himself... And part of this thing is I think he wants to play the free agent roulette again in a couple of years. So are the Vikings willing to do a short-term deal, what he can get out of, and then at 32 turn around, be on the free agent market again? Like, there's this guy's a smart, savvy business guy. Does he, does he make a decision like a businessman and go, New York has more value off the football field. New York gives me more value in terms of financially. Yeah, Minnesota's a better football team, but that, that, that's, oh, that's, that only matters – for three weekends after the regular season is over, I'll actually get to keep my faculties and not play more football. So I actually think there is a certain genius to cons- really considering the Jets, even though neither of us considered the Jets the, the level of organizational uh, success or talent around them like we do the Vikings. Hey, I, I hope you're right. I mean, maybe this is me just being a Jets fan that's been beaten down my entire life yeah. because that's that's the way it goes. But I, I I don't see how you can say, hey, come to New York, come to the Jets, be realistic, and you can win. Come to the Giants, can you? Win? Yeah, because we're the Giants and we always do things right. Well, you the, see, when Super Bowl. Jets, but the, come to the, the Jets. What can tell you they can win? The Jets won what three years ago? Three years ago, they were three years ago they were good. And remember the, the Vikings, albeit ravaged by injuries two years ago, they were an abject disaster. After the first five games, just not this season, the previous season. So 
it, it, I, I, I agree with you. If you look on paper, anyone who pays attention to the NFL says the Vikings feel like they're a quarterback away, right? They had some huge injuries and they still nearly got to the Super Bowl with Case Keenum and with backup running backs. They still nearly got there having to go on the road. Granted, they needed a miracle at home in order to get there. But like in the NFL, the Jets were, you know, three years ago, they were winning with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. They actually have kind of a fun young roster. They got a ton of money to spend. I don't think it's crazy to think, hey, I'm good enough for a team to win because of me. Uh, My decision would be the, the Vikings. But I do think it's a reasonable discussion if you can get more money, if you can get back on the free agent market, and if you're, you think you're the guy who can save New York and the Jets have a good plan, I don't think it's crazy. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan Patrick here on Fox Sports Radio. Joining us now on the hotline, you can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Schwartz. That is at Jeff Schwartz, NFL Insider. Jeff, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I love the money flying around this morning. The, the Jaguars decided to pay a left guard over wide receiver. How great is that for an offensive lineman? Oh, that's America, isn't it? That's America <laughs> yeah, for you. Fantastic. Hey, you know, uh, Sammy Watkins, we haven't gotten to him yet, and he signs a big deal with Kansas City. He's getting paid a lot, not a lot of production. Why so much money for Sammy Watkins? Well, two reasons. One, um, because he's very talented. He was drafted uh, at the top of the, of the first round for a reason. And look, first round draft picks will always get more leeway. Uh, teams will always feel that they can get the most from him. But I do think it's a good fit. He's another speedy wide receiver. He can take pressure away from, from Tyreek Hill. And Pat Mahomes has a cannon over their starting quarterback now. It makes sense to get another speedy wide receiver. Uh, in, in Andy Reid's offense, he won't be asked to do as much. I know people said, well, the Rams offense, he wasn't uh, a big play wide receiver like they had other guys. But I don't think that's an issue here. Um, he'll, be, he'll be in a simple offense. Well, he'll run simple routes where he can use his speed to his advantage. Uh, I like the signing look. The, the, the price is, I mean, it's probably too expensive than what people thought, but if you look at what Allen Robinson has gone, if you look at the suitors that were for um, Sammy Watkins, whether it's the Colts I saw, the Jaguars, the Cowboys, um, when when people want you, your your price goes up, and that's what happened. The Chiefs, it's really it's a two-year deal for $30 million, um, and hopefully he can provide some explosion on that offense. Yeah, so look, it's, it's pretty obvious, Jeff, what they've done in Kansas City. Like, we hear you, our offense lacked explosiveness, it lacked wide receiver talent and a quarterback who would push the ball down the field. And by drafting Mahomes, they started that process. And now getting Watkins, who I think on paper is better than he has been on tape, and he hasn't been healthy. And when he has been healthy, he hasn't been as good as we thought he could be. But again, it, that all makes sense. Do they have? Is their defense the same as I think our image of what their defense is? No, and but this year, this year when when they made the trade for for uh, to get rid of Alex Smith and give Pat Mahomes um, the uh, the offense, I I I assume that this year would be a pullback year for them. If they go, you know, they've been in the playoffs the last couple of years, four of the five years Andy Reid has been there, they've won over ten games. Um, to me, this feels like 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 a pullback year where they're going to maybe go eight and eight. We're going to go seven and nine. Incorporate Sammy Watkins in there. Um, you know they're losing a, a valuable offensive lineman who was a swing guy for them, but really played well. Uh, they'll have to replace him as well. And look, Mahomes is going to take time uh, to get ready. I know he played decently well in that Week 17 game against Denver, uh, but look, the Denver starters didn't play very much that game. It was basically a, a glorified preseason game. It was it meant nothing for either side. Uh, he still has a lot to learn in this offense. He did make a lot of strides from where he was to be in a training camp when 
he really didn't know very much to where he is now. This is a year to, to, to let him grow and then really get ready for 2019. The Chiefs on defense, like I mentioned, they got rid of Tomba, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry's coming back from injury. They traded Peters. They brought in uh, Fuller. They brought in Emerson. They just signed Anthony Hitchens today, a linebacker. Uh, those on the Cowboys, another young linebacker. What they've done is they've gotten younger now on defense. I think that, I think they're going to sign uh, the D tackle from Carolina, Starla Tule, who's a good who's a good young player as well. They're trying to get younger, get faster. They'll draft guys on defense. And I really think 2019 is a year for them to really expect to make the playoffs and, and make a long run in the playoffs. Eight years in the NFL, Jeff Schwartz with us here. The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. Okay, at 3.45 this morning, we find out Case Keenan has agreed to go to the Denver Broncos. Is this a move that lifts the Broncos, or is this one of those moves where it's, all right, it's Case Keenum? Um, uh, I mean, I, I think they didn't want to pay for Kirk Cousins. I think, I think we see now that the, the price tag for Cousins is going to get expensive. You know, Minnesota, he's their option now. They don't, they don't have... They don't really have anyone else to sign, so he's going to have to go to Minnesota, I think. And the price tag is not, is not expensive. And look, the Broncos still have a first-round draft pick, a young first-round draft pick on their roster quarterback, and they need to develop him. And, and Elway could still draft a quarterback at five and feel comfortable doing that. So it makes sense to get Keenum. If Kubiak, who's the offensive consultant, if he's actually running the show, I think it's a great fit. Um, look, he got Joe Flacco to, to play really well in, in that offense in, in, in Baltimore. He's done a good job wherever he's been. Um, I like the fit of Keenum with Kubiak in that offense. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that they didn't want to, to pay a three-year fully guaranteed contract for Cousins. And, look, some people think Cousins is, is in the top ten of quarterbacks, top seven. I don't. I think he's just below kind of that top ten. But you have to you have to pay for him, and if you're the Vikings and you pay for Cousins, you have the surrounding pieces, I think, to make it work. I'm not sure if you spend all that money in Denver, who doesn't have a ton of cap space for Cousins, that you're able to fill the other holes that you have around the roster to make it work. So I get why they signed Keenum, go out and fix your offensive line, get get some more players on defense, get some more weapons for your offense. That allows them to do that with a lower salary that Keenum will have. All right, so here's the question, though. If Minnesota doesn't get Kirk Cousins, What's their plan B? Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I think. I don't know. Um, it, 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 I think they're. I think they have to get Cousins. I mean, unless they're trading for someone. Um, look, Bridgewater uh, can be good, right? He played well before he got hurt, and maybe he's their backup plan. Uh, maybe they hope Bradford's going to be healthy and just sign Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater. But they have to get Cousins. There's no. I, I can't think of any other option on the market unless they're they're going to trade for someone and i don't know who's really available uh to be traded and if not then they might trade up to the top of the draft uh use you know use what assets they have in, in draft picks and go grab themselves uh one of the young quarterbacks who, who could eventually be a stud on twitter at jeff schwartz at jeff schwartz pac 12 days sirius xm author of the book eat my schwartz again on twitter at jeff schwartz jeff as always appreciate your time my friend thanks so much we'll talk soon yeah thank you guys take care all right, that was my favorite part at the end was, was there backup plan? Teddy Bridgewater? Because they don't a- have one. A.J. McCarron? Yeah, they don't maybe. have one. Well, I mean, like, look, and people are, 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 we remember Teddy Bridgewater because everybody liked Teddy because we thought he could take that next step. But, I mean, he didn't do much at all. He was, he was a game manager when they lost in the playoffs to the Seahawks, when Blair mm-hmm. Walsh missed an easily makeable field goal. Let's not act like he was setting the world on fire. He didn't have, he didn't no, have, it was 10-9. Right, <laughs> and he didn't have 200 yards passing in that game. Uh, you know, they were simply handing the ball off and playing to that defense. Now, they played outdoors back then. I mean, that was years ago, mm-hmm. and we have no idea if his 
forget about his surgery repaired knee, which we're not even discussing. It's we don't even know how good he is would be if he was healthy and he hasn't been healthy. And then you got Sam Bradford, who played like the best game of his life in one start this year, and then couldn't even be healthy until the end of the year. Like those are options B and C for the Vikings. So if you want to know why the Vikings are going to overspend, I don't think it's because they love Kirk Cousins, because they don't love their plan B. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Doug at Gottlieb Show Jason and Doug in for Dan. We got more NFL on the way, but coming up next, we got some controversy as we get set for the NCAA tournament. Another conference very unhappy with the selection process. Doug Gottlieb is foaming at the mouth, but it could be the ribs he had before <laughs> the show as well. That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. In for Dan, thanks to Jeff Schwartz stopping by a few minutes ago, talking NFL with us. Mention uh, Starlo Tulele, where he could be going. Well, we now it's official. Going to the Bills. Being reunited with Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Buffalo making a lot of moves, Doug Gottlieb. Of course, but this is this is what you do. It's, we, we call it the rabbi in the room, right? You have to have a guy who believes in you, you believe in... You've mentioned rabbi a lot this yes. first hour of the show. Yes, I mean, I've mentioned rabbi thing. more than I've actually uh, spoken with a rabbi in my entire life. But really? That, no, okay. It's, it's an expression, right? Sure, expression no, having a rabbi, sure. Having, having a rabbi and McDermott, all the guys in the front office, those are all guys handpicked by McDermott. He came up from Carolina where they originally draft, drafted star... Uh, too late. By the way, speaking of Jeff Schwartz, who predicted that Star would uh, sign in Kansas City, he see, said, I, see, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that to him. I was, I was going to, I was going to let uh, that go. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a little bit of business here All because right. he said, <laughs> by the way, the NFL sure seems like a dying business today. So he, here's the issue with that. I, no one who's saying the NFL is a dying business thinks the NFL is going to die today or tomorrow or even in five years. But if you don't think that the concussion problems. You don't think that Mark Gasnow going on radio, Mark Gasnow, you're a Jet fan. Mm-hmm. He was a bigger than life. He was basically a pro wrestler in a football uniform, correct? Is that a, He is was that, awesome. Yes. He but like he was a bigger dance. than life oh, yeah. bigger than life personality who sacked a quarterback. And there's a lot of pro wrestler to him. But his inability to seemingly carry on a coherent sentence. Like, look, I got a son who's eight years old. He loves playing football. He plays flag football. He's dying to play tackle football. And I played tackle football as a kid as well. By the time he gets to high school, I don't think they're going to have tackle football. I still think it'll exist in college. I'm sure it'll still be popular in the NFL. But its level of popularity is going to be challenged because there is, is a growing sentiment that it's cigarettes. It just is. It's cigarettes. And that it's gonna, it, it might not kill you, but do you really need it? And I, the, it's the perfect TV product. It's a great sport. I love the, I love the idea. You need 53. You need tw- t- 11 guys working together on each side of the football. I'm not diminishing what the sport is. But to the football guys that are in complete denial of what's happening at the youth level in reaction to what's happened with football players who are retired and how their bodies have been affected by the sport, like, please, you're, you're, you're sounding like Big tobacco guy. You just are. Yes, business is very good. Yes, we at Fox went all in on Thursday Night Football. It makes total sense to me because primetime Thursday night numbers for uh, for Fox, they were running fourth, and now they'll be running first. That all makes sense. But that doesn't change the fact that there's a 20-year tidal wave coming. And I know because I have my kid and all the other parents 
who grew up playing football, who love the sport, are sitting there going like, man, it used to be the moms that were worried about signing the permission slip. Now it's the dads, too. And it's a problem. And it's until they like they're they're denying that it's a problem is as big or a bigger problem than the problem itself. Well, you're you're always going to have football because for many people, it's going to be my only way to a good life because I'm good at it. It's like if you're basketball, baseball, some people, that's the way it is. Now, could I see it getting to the point where you we don't get as many people? And and maybe high school football or, or at that level or the Pop Warner level is not as prevalent. I can see that. But there's always going to be football. And many people are going to take the risks. It's all, you know, Steve Weish, who I worked with NFL Network for a long time, always had the best comparison. He goes, you know, guys still work in the coal mines. You know, guys still work because you can walk out of high school and you can make $75,000 a year working in a coal mine. Is it safe? No, it's not 100% safe, but people think I can do it. I wear the protection, and nothing's going to happen to me. It, it's going to be okay. We still have that. We're still going to have football. What I think we're going to see is we're going to see football, and this is my big thing visually in the next few years, we're going to see helmets that don't look like anything what the helmets look like now. Because this is the one piece of equipment that's needed that's going to say, okay, this will make football safe. Brian Dawkins, who played for a long time for the Eagles, one of the fiercest hitters in the NFL, I did a podcast with him once, and he said, you know what, I would do everything the same again, except I wish I had a better helmet. And that's what many of the players think. If I had a better helmet, everything would be fine. And it may be like some kind of space-age helmet, whatever, but they're working on it now, and it's got to come out soon. But it's going to be something that's going to look incredibly crazy. You're going to think this is not an NFL helmet, but that's what the players are going to be wearing. You're talking about like they have at the youth. What's crazy about it, like the high school level, during practices in some states, you have to wear these like padded, they almost look like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shells. Mm-hmm. They have like the padded helmet, the pads that go over the helmet. I don't know if those work. Or don't work. It sure seems like a pretty good idea, but you know this is again. This again feels like the 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 driver's safety. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Di- Dale Earnhardt dies, and like now we're going to make the safer car. Like it may feel and sound like it's safer, but last time I checked, you know Dale Earnhardt Jr. retires seemingly early. Jeff Gordon retires with all his faculties. Like a lot of these race car drivers now are making so much money, they're retiring early. I I, I get the helmet thing, but. It's really, really hard. The reason that you don't have your kids, nobody boxes anymore is because there's no former boxer that can carry on a coherent sentence. There just aren't. Now, there's there's plenty of NFL players that can carry on a coherent sentence, but there's enough that have major issues. There's been the suicide rate uh, spiking. There is enough discussion. We like Ryan Shazier injury was the one that I grew up scared of. Right. See Mm -hmm. what you hit, because if you don't, that's the kind of thing that can happen to you. So we are, we're not even talking about the neck and back and and knee injuries anymore. Now we're talking about the brain. And while they may change the, the helmet, I don't know if they can change the narrative. And the big issue is this. At some point in time, there's going to be a class action lawsuit at the high school level. And when it does, if it's in a big state like Texas or a big state, litigious state like California, then the, the sport will become uninsurable by the schools. And when that happens, how are you going to have a football team? And if you don't have high school football, look, football is popular because it's the best to watch on TV. It's the easiest to bet on. And we love that it's, it, it fits nicely into our schedule on the weekends. But the other reason we love football is we liked it growing up, played it growing up. We cheered for it. We went to the high school football games and then we went to the college games. I do think that if high school football starts to go away and the numbers are way down nationally, that I think you run the risk of, uh, of football losing its, its, its prominence 
in the sports landscape. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. We're going to get into a little bit of NCAA tournament here. However, we have breaking news coming up next. Well, Case Keenum was off the market after agreeing to go to the Broncos last night. Turns out another free agent quarterback is off the market after agreeing to a big new deal. We'll have that coming up next. The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan right here, Fox Sports Radio. Well, the field is set. Why is it that I can't beat some woman in the bracket gym? The one seeds, the eight seeds, the play-ins, Cinderella's and favorites alike. I hate my bracket. Speaking of favorites. I have Dan's favorite. I've heard that. Did you know you can hear any of your favorite Dan Patrick moments on the Dan Patrick Show app? Uh, let's uh, hit the Wayback Machine. You can also hear upsets. Or things that make people upset. We're touching on those old subjects. Listen, I've got enough. I don't really care to talk to you anymore, okay? But to listen to the palaver. Simply by downloading the Dan Patrick Show app in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Speaking of well-curated content, the new Dan Patrick Show app curated by us. No way. is the Dan Patrick Show. I aspire to be him. Reggie Miller joins us now. Are the Cavs better than the Lakers? LeBron is not on either team. Yeah, he's not on either team. The Lakers are better. Then why not go there? Dan, the answer to that question is... He just can't go for to the Lakers for the sake of going. I'm not quite sure the Lakers can compete with Houston, Golden State, maybe even San Antonio. Back-to-back 30-point games... For DeAndre Ayton. How about a new song, One Shining Paycheck? That'd be kind of nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love... Look, you're not going to get me to go there, Dan. Very funny, by the way. But I'm not going there. I like my job. You're trying to get me fired. In for Dan Patrick in the L.A. Mercedes AMG Studios. Here's Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb. Fox Sports Radio, good morning. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb with you. Jason from myself. From the Jason Smith Show, heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 Pacific Time. Doug Gottlieb, of course, 12 to 3 on Fox, eating ribs that a listener brought in late last night. Sight unseen, you just walked in and said, I'm going to have these ribs that are left over, and you're still doing okay an hour into the show. I'm the Andy Reid of, of rib eaters, right? Okay, you got to breathe a little bit heavier, though. Uh, well, th- not, not in that case. I just mean Andy Reid just gave $16 million to Sammy Watkins, who was the fourth <laughs> leading wide receiver for the L.A. Rams. <laughs> What is Robert Woods worth if Sammy Watkins is worth $16 million? Oh, wait for Cooper Cup. Wait yeah. for his contract to come up. Uh, we'll get to that. We got a lot of big NFL news. It's awesome in the legal tampering period. But breaking news just a few moments ago, Drew Brees. Not quite shocking, but he is off the market. Going to the Jets. Now, returning to the New Orleans Saints. I just made people, gave people heart palpitations in New Orleans. Uh, two years, $50 million to return to the Saints, $27 million in guarantees. This is what shocks me, Doug, because it's not like the two years, $50 million wasn't what we heard was going to happen. That's what we were hearing for Breeze the whole time, two years, 48, two years, $50 million. But $27 million in guarantees for Drew Breeze. I initially thought when this came out, you're going to see all $50 million be guaranteed. Because eventually, and if I'm the Jets, it I, I, doesn't matter, two years. You guarantee him two years and, and $50 million. Eventually, that's going to happen. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's somebody else. But 
eventually, very soon, an elite quarterback is going to get a fully guaranteed contract, and that's going to change everything. And then suddenly, Aaron Rodgers' next deal is going to be fully guaranteed. All the big elite quarterbacks, I want fully guaranteed because someone's going to have to go over the top to keep their guy. It, that's the way the Jets can get Kirk Cousins. Hey, you know what? Yeah, four years and $150 million? We'll do it. We'll guarantee all $150 million. How does Kirk Cousins say no? Do. That'd be the stupidest investment in the history of it's, the sport. Number one, it's the Jets. Number two, someone's going to do it. Someone's going to fully guarantee. When you're giving Jimmy Garoppolo $90 million after four starts, how far are we from that happening, really? From someone saying, okay, well, we've, we have four that, years we have, $100 million. The, the, the we'll idea, the football guy saying, like, we want fully guaranteed deals. First of all, is beyond dumb for any position other than quarterback. But it's nobody, only going to be the quarterback. Because nobody stays healthy. Yeah, it's only going to be the quarterback. But, but even the quarterbacks, it's it's all what's going to be guaranteed within the first, you know, like I'd do it if it was for two years for some of these young guys or maybe for, maybe for three years max. But the problem is that they're going to have to take less. They're not going to have those $100 million deals. Will, will, there, be, will there be a $100 million deal? Yes, but that won't be fully guaranteed. And so it'll be a shot to the ego. Of, and, and by the way, for the, a lot of these teams, they like the idea of having those two or three non-guaranteed years just in, just in case you end up outperforming your deal and they can hold on to you and then hold you hostage at a different rate. So, it, look, it sounds really good, but until it happens, if it doesn't happen for Drew Brees at the end of a Hall of Fame career for a two-year deal, why would it happen anywhere else? Well, this is a bad. This is a bad deal. I mean, Drew Brees just getting twenty seven million in guarantees. What he's done, still performing at a high level, just a hair's breadth away from the Super Bowl last year, and twenty seven million in guarantees. Now, it's why, got, why is it a bad deal? So, because it should be more guaranteed money for Drew Brees. He should have much more guaranteed money than half the money being guaranteed. No, I think. I think what the Saints are saying is like, look, we over we we paid you market rate last time, and we couldn't put a team around you. We got to pay you a little bit below market rate because we have this all this young talent that we're eventually Michael Thomas has to be salivating whenever his day when his day comes at at when, when his next deal because you look at like I said Sammy Watkins sixteen million he won the number one wide receiver in Buffalo and he was the fourth leading wide receiver with the Rams Thomas has actually outperformed where he was drafted and eventually all these young guys for the Saints are going to have to get paid and it has to come from somewhere. And this is the Saints going to Drew Brees, going like, look, dude, you're 39. We have to surround you with a lot of talent. In order to do so, you've got to take a little bit less. That's what Tom Brady did. That's what he did. Yeah, but this is two years. This is not, hey, you're 39 and here's a five-year contract. This is two years and let's show you that, hey, you're our guy for the next two years and we still believe. And that's not getting into next year where, boy, if Drew Brees has an up-and-down year, we're not sure. Drew Brees has been that franchise. And as long as he is the quarterback, you have a chance to win. I know you're building the team differently now with Kamara and Ingram and you're running the ball well and you're, you followed that Falcons blueprint from two years ago to say, okay, we almost rode that to the Super Bowl again. But this is where Drew Brees has a lot of leverage. You have a lot of leverage with New Orleans. What are they going to do? You going to go get somebody else? Good. You want to go sign AJ McCarron? Okay, go. I'll go to this. Yeah, I'll go to the Vikings. Real, you're not being realistic. How's that not be realistic? Because having leverage you, you is not realistic. Do you have kids? I have one kid. Okay. Um, how, how much a part of your community are you? A uh, pretty big part, actually. Okay. Yeah. So have, have you ever, have you moved with your, with your kid? Uh, no, haven't okay. actually. Like he's got, I think four kids now. Like he is the New Orleans Saints. But is idea- moving the same thing as the threat of moving? Leverage is, le- leverage he, is different. Like, look, you can, I can you say, can, you can say, Hey, I'm going to walk out that door and go to Minnesota Vikings and then go like, really? But if you go, really? but if you go to Minnesota and you really? take a couple of meetings, really, and you, and you force it, yeah, I mean you got to play hardball. Well, no, I'm sure that's what it. pushed it from 48 to 50 million dollars. Is the Vikings called and said, "Hey, just wanted to let you know we're interested if you're interested." But just the 
he's not moving. He's not leaving. They they actually had all the leverage on him. Look, we surround you with a really good team. You were we were better when you were throwing less. When you were handing out this is the fewest yards I think he's had was the fewest uh, uh, was the fewest yards uh, during his his Saints tenure was last was last year. We surrounded you with pieces. You were better. Your career will last longer if you take a little bit less. And oh yeah, by the way, moving sucks. You're a huge part of this community. Um, and like, look, he has a he's got a football program in San Diego. Like they spend half the time in San Diego. But he's a New Orleans Saint. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. He's got all that sweat equity during the terrible years with the Saints when they had no defense, and he was just a guy putting up huge numbers. And so now that's when the sweat equity comes back to bite you. He ain't going anywhere else. Everybody knew it. The truth is, the the Saints ha- had leverage on him just as much as he had leverage on them with the eighteen million dollars in dead money. See, I think he had much more leverage because you could say, "What are you going to do?" Two years in the NFL is an eternity. All right, in two years, you don't know is Mark Ingram going to still be there. Alvin Kamara is going to be coming up on a new contract. You're going to re-sign him, spend a lot of money for him. Alvin Kamara, what are you going to do? going into his second year. Two years. Well, Can't in two years from now. the end of his three years. Okay, so but, two, but I'm saying two years. So you're talking two years from now with Drew Brees. If I leave, you're starting over a quarterback. You're starting over. You're going with A.J. McCarron so are, or so, Teddy Bridgewater but, but so or somebody are, else. But so, are you, but so are you starting over. How am I starting over if I'm going to Minnesota? You're going to go and play for Filippo, who's never called plays in his life. Do, and you're and, leaving You're leaving arguably the best play caller in the National Football And I also League. don't have to go. I just have to make it look like I'm willing to go. Right, I understand. I'm, like, again, it's just like you and I in radio. No question. It's just like you and I in radio. Just, sometimes do we want to leave the jobs we have? No. But what's smart business? You know what? When your contract is coming up. Hey, you know what? Oh, so and so called. And at, this and is, this and is at, what and it is. And at some point, even your boss is like, he ain't leaving. So let's pay him about as much as we can pay him, which is fifty million over two years, twenty-seven guaranteed. I mean, like, look, this is kind of the window. Let's not go crazy, but let's also not lowball him so we embarrass him. There's somewhere kind of that happy mix. We used to work at a place that would classically lowball you in your their first offer. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They'd send you something, and you'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I make more than this now. They're like, no, actually, when you look at it, it's actually a rate of increase. You're like, what the hell is this? And then and it would ha- and then for like three months, you would sit there going, they don't love me. You take meetings with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You get an offer from somewhere else and you go back and they're like, no, 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 that was just our first offer. And then they'd come up and they'd actually end up overpaying for you at the end, which is probably what the Saints end up doing. The Saints are probably like, let's cut you a deal. You know, let's get you in the low 20s guaranteed. Then he had the Vikings call. And the Vikings said we're interested. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We'll do $50 million, $27 million guaranteed. And now the deal gets done. He doesn't want to move. They don't want to lose him. And it, it, he's not going to end his career playing with a, with a Viking horn on the side of his helmet. Let me, let me tell you a story about what happened to me at ESPN. And I'll, I'll tell you, th- this proves my point. So same thing happened, right, when I was coming up uh, for I a contract. Though, right? Except, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yes. But I'll go a step further. Yes. Uh Contract was coming up, and they made me an offer that wasn't as good as what I was making. Right? I'm like, wait a minute. What they said? No, everybody's going to have to take a bit of a pay cut, and you know, you're no different. You have to take a pay cut. And I'm really mad at this point. I'm going, you know, I I, I can't believe you asked me to do this. I've done every shift you've wanted me to do. I've done all this. I do all. You're going to have to take a pay cut. So now, and this was something that I had to sit on for like a couple of months because right. we were still like three months out of my contract. Right, that's what they do. So I'm like, okay. So I'm waiting, and I'm I don't know what we're gonna do, and I really don't know. This is this is before we had a we had a kid. So my wife and I were like, listen, if we had to move, we're gonna move. It's a lot. It's a lot easier. I'm like, all right. And so I go on the show one night, and I say something, and I, I say something about the Knicks. I forget what it is. And you know, my show all night was on 
eleven o'clock at night till three in the morning on the on the on the on the West Coast, and it was you know two in the morning until six in the morning on the East Coast. You know, it's the middle of the night. And the program director of a rival station, local in New York City, called because he was upset about something that I said on the air that night, one, one night on the show. Called saying was, I was listening to Jason, and he said this, 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 and then. Three weeks later. What did you say about that? Uh, it was something about the Knicks. I, I forget what it was. It's something about the Knicks. They yeah. stink. Yeah, something about yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, you're going to yeah. call and say the Knicks stink. Hey, listen, Only we can say the Knicks stink, okay? Let me tell you how much the Knicks suck, okay? Look, I've been a Knicks fan. And I forget what it was. And then two weeks after that, I get my new contract offer, and it's for more money than I was making at the time. And the only thing that happened in that three-month span was a program director from another station said they were listening to me and called up to say this. That's the only thing that was different. Now, I never had any conversations with this program director. None at all. Never happened. Never any. He just happened to be listening. Maybe he liked the show. That's great. He was listening to his station. He was listening to me, which was great. But that's the only thing that changed. And suddenly I went from not, ha- didn't, not knowing what my leverage was. My leverage was to leave. Now to suddenly, wait a minute. This program director's listen. Okay, let's let's keep him. And, and it was a, you know, I signed for three years. It was, it was a little bit more money than they were paying me. Now I'm like, it came through, and it was a huge. We we're like, I, I don't know what happened. I don't, that was the only thing that changed in that three months. So leverage comes from a lot of different places. Now that, that was to me, that was like you know a divine intervention coming in and dropping. You know, Drew Brees has years of being an NFL quarterback and and years of being a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. You like that we, story though? I do. Huh? You I, like that story? It's a it's a it's a, it's a fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating story. Only I just, thing that happened. I just like it's like look. I do I do read some my show for for True Price and True Car, right? Mm-hmm. And like I just wish more people would do business that way. Just like hey, just tell me what you want to pay me, and I'll tell you if I want to make it. Because because my my last negotiation there when I end up leaving, I told my then agent at the time like this is the number they're going to come to, and he's like no way. I was like all right. Like, that's the number, and I told him how I'd calculate it, like, because I do this many TV games, I do this many TV appearances, I do this on radio, here's the rate of increase for all of those. That's the number that they'll come to. So let me know when they come to that. He's like, ah, they're not. And then he went out and worked out, and I got the, the CBS offer, which actually was slightly above that number. And lo and behold, like, three, four months later, ESPN did, in fact, come to that number. But by then, because I was a little miffed at, how long it took them to get to that number. And I asked for some other things that they said, now we're not going to do that. I end up taking a different deal. But it was actually a really, had they just come originally and said, here's the deal, here's what we're going to put in the deal, here's what we're not going to put in the deal, take it or leave it, I probably would have taken it. But you allow somebody three or four months to feel like, where do I stand with this company? What is my future here? I end up turning down a five-year deal that was a great, uh, that to anyone else was an absolute home run. But I, uh, and not necessarily out of bitterness, but because I had a chance to ruminate and really think about it and think about what I want to do with my life and things I want to accomplish, I end up not turning down a deal that I absolutely would have taken had it been initially proposed. Now, see, I remember when you were talking about things, I remember you told me, hey, ask for first-class flights. Ask for it. And I said, why? You said, ask for it, because they might give it to you. I said, wait, am I going to get it? No, but just ask for it. Yes. Remember you told well, me what that What they do once. is they go like, we'll give you first-class flights. Like, well, I'm not flying coach. Like, all right, over two and a half hours. Yeah. And the great thing about being in Bristol, Connecticut is just about everything's over two and a half hours. Yeah, if you go to New York, you were driving. Right. So that's the way it was. Yes. Oh, outstanding stuff. And there is nothing like, it's one of those things where it's a ridiculous wasted expense to be in first class, but man, there's nothing like first class. I'm just telling you. I feel like, I feel like the Seinfeld, that Seinfeld episode where they, 
where they close the close the thing. Oh yeah, no, you're back to your seat. Yeah, now the only thing better, I mean, the better than first class is when Dan, like Dan, he'll he'll do the private thing. Like mm. that's that's people feeding you grapes with your head <laughs> head laying back and someone else fanning you. That's actually how the Danettes are traveling to uh, to California. Oh really? They're going to be in in L.A. I think Thursday and Friday. We're on the yep. next two days. Yeah, that's right. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan here on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. We got more NFL on the way, but coming up next, a true David versus Goliath tonight as the NCAA tournament gets going. We got it for you here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith from the Jason Smith Show. Heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio alongside Doug Gottlieb. His show, of course, noon to three, doing double duty today. Doing this show, doing your show. You got a TV gig tonight somewhere? You doing no. a game on Facebook Live somewhere? No. You got I'll else? do some Facebook Live, maybe get get people ready for tonight's NCAA tournament, which I, I kind of start tonight. It doesn't. I, I've done the first. I called the first four for uh, True TV a couple years ago. It's great. Well, then it's got to start tonight. Do you still think the NCAA tournament doesn't really start until Thursday? Correct. This doesn't count. No, it's playing games. But it's still, you're still part of the tournament. You yeah, get sort of. You get you're un- not part of the bracket. You get you're un- not part no, of the you bracket. You get unveiled on Sunday. Everybody gets excited. Come on, yeah. Syracuse was excited. It was exciting. I, I will say this: uh, I love this particular matchup tonight because I do think that on many levels, this is what the idea of the first four should be, which is. A high major versus a mid major, and I, I would make the case to you, LIU and Radford is what you're talking about. No, Just get everybody talking about LIU and Radford. You sure? All right. Um, I I would make the case to you that we actually have a true, not only a true first four game, but a true David versus Goliath. Like I, like when I say Saint Bonaventure, but you're from New York, so you know. Saint, I know the Bonnies, right? You Bonnie know the Bonnies this year. Um, but and and you have a. They played the Riley Center, which is a great home court advantage. I mean, it's one of the when I was at Notre Dame, I'll never forget. Um, so you know Monty Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the former NBA head coach, and his NBA assistant coach. Well, Monty had played at Notre Dame, obviously before I got to play there with Alfonso Ellis. Monty had missed, I'm going to say, a year and a half with a heart issue while he was in in college. Okay. And one of his first games back was at St. Bonaventure, and the story goes that. This had never happened, obviously, in 2018. Playing at St. Bonaventure? Playing at St. Bonaventure. Playing a game like that at St. Bonaventure, right. yeah. Well, no, I mean this, this chant. <laughs> so right before tip-off, they get done, there's like a little lull, and the student section says, yells, Hey, Monty, beep, 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 beep. Wow. That was the chant? <laughs> that was the chant. Ooh, that, so was, like, that wow, would be a that dead is, spin in five minutes that, if that, that happened right. today. That would never happen today. So this, wow. is, this is like uh, early, early 90s college basketball. Anyway, so look, I have a great affinity for the coach, for Jalen Adams, the point guard, for the Bonnies. But you cannot get – they are two different solar systems. UC, UCLA, one of the, the, which holds the most championships in the history of college basketball. Louis Vuitton, right? It is it is basketball royalty in the heart of the West Side of Los Angeles, playing in Poly Pavilion. Oh, yeah. By the way, like Steve Alford's their head coach, who is who won a national championship. He won a gold medal. Hell, he beat out John Stockton and Mark Price to make the eighty. Granted, his coach was the Olympic team coach to play in the <laughs> Olympic team. Like played for Indiana, Mister Basketball himself. 
is their coach playing for uh, arguably the preeminent college basketball program in the history of the sport going against St. Bonaventure. And oh yeah, by the way, now he's in Ole in New York and most people haven't heard of their players, even though they're a super talented group, their colors are Brown and white, right? Whereas UCLA is this beautiful blue and gold. I mean, basketball royalty versus high major versus mid-major bonnies versus UCLA. That's, that's what this was intended. For. It's like a movie. Yes. It's like, you know, here, here's all like, I'm picturing Andre Benjamin and Woody Harrelson and Will Ferrell playing for St. Bonaventure. And you know, we're the bonnies and here's our color and people make a lot of poop jokes. And here comes UCLA, the bad guys. Everybody's really tall, all good looking. Here they come on the court. You know, the coach is just, you know, talking about it. Like it's a glorified scrimmage. Like he's uh, um, uh, Lane Smith coach when the mighty ducks, the, the, you know, the bad team, you know, the one that Miller's yeah. used to play for you picture that that's a whole thing. And how are we going to win this game? And, and, and this is what it is. It's like a movie tonight. Yeah. It's like a I Disney mean, movie. I mean, like, do you think anyone in America could pick Mark Schmidt out of a, out of a lineup? Oh no, no. They think, wait, former Phillies third baseman is, wait, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. oh, Mike yeah. Schmidt. Why isn't right. Mark Forgot Schmidt in the that. hall, in the baseball <laughs> hall of fame? No, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark Schmidt, Mark, Mark Schmidt, Mark Schmidt. David versus Goliath. But in, this, in, see, in that's the thing. This is an NCAA tournament game. Like, I, I'll give you LIU and Radford, even though, listen, I visited LIU in high school. Like, is it, you, you know. LIU Brooklyn? You, yeah. You, there's you a couple see, of different LIUs, though, right? Right. There, there's, yeah, there's, there's all of There's LIU in Brooklyn. There's LIU actually in Long Island. There's a bunch of different ones. But you go, like, in New York, you know, you spend time senior year, you go visit all the colleges in, in the area. I actually went to go see LIU Brooklyn. So that's why I. What have, is it like? Uh, it's if. In the middle of in the middle of New York, here's buildings, and you're going into class. It's like it's like a big so high like, school. It's not like Columbia. Like Columbia, when you step onto the campus, oh no no, Columbia, Columbia is Columbia. you feel like it, you're shot back in time. You're like this is yeah. 1700s. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's really the buildings are beautiful, the courtyards are wonderful. Like this, is, we're we're on the island of Manhattan. This is yeah. amazing. No, LA, no, the LAU, the Brooklyn, and schools like that, CCNY, it's all like it, it's a big high school, and here's and here's a big right. You know, it's like obviously like building a little Starbu- bit, but. There's like building Starbucks, right? Right, building. <laughs> but that's Starbucks, why Dwayne Reed. You know, building. Coffee bean. Yes. And then two more Starbucks. No, they don't have coffee beans in the city anymore. They're all gone? They're all gone. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I got to pour one out for coffee bean. I had a coffee bean this morning. Oh, Great. pour one out. Yeah. But that, but that, this is not a game. Like, I'll give you, you know, LIU, Brooklyn, and Radford's not a game. But St. Bonaventure, UCLA, that's a game. Tomorrow night, Syracuse and Arizona State, that's a game. I mean, as much as I know you don't like Syracuse in the tournament. No, that's nothing. New. Arizona State, that's same a game. thing. It's just, you know, it's it's... Like the the issue becomes, I, like I thought this thing was designed for UCLA and St. Bonaventure, for the high, Middle Tennessee State and St. Mary's should be playing in this, these two games against Syracuse and Arizona State or or Oklahoma, right? The high major, the under five, or Alabama, the the high major that finishes below five hundred. That's like, look, the reason we're below five hundred is our our, <laughs> our conference is awesome versus a team that won their league. Vermont should be in this thing versus play Vermont Syracuse on a neutral floor. Like that's what I want to see. That's what this thing was designed for, and um, th- this is the problem with one of the big issues with the NCAA tournament across the board is. Their effort to please everybody, which ends up pleasing nobody, right? They want to keep the 64-team bracket because that's where the money is. The gold is in the bracket. The only reason the people follow the sport is because you can bet on it, because the, bra- the bracket, any grandma can finish, fill out the bracket. My kids today at their breakfast table are f- filling out their brackets so that we have our own bracket challenge, mm-hmm. right? 
So they wanted to keep the bracket. That's why they add a couple of these games, but it doesn't really affect the bracket. And they should have gone to all play-in games. Like all four of the games, tonight, two games, tomorrow night, two games, should be all play-in games. And they should all be high major versus mid-major. This is not that hard. But instead, like, well, you know, some of these 16 seeds like LIU, Brooklyn, and Radford, there's more conferences than there's ever been. Like, let's put them out. Let's let them dust each other off before they take on a one seed making it even more impossible for them to ever beat a one seed because in addition to the fact that they're not that good, now they're tired from playing Tuesday and turning around and playing on Thursday. But that's my, like, that. look, that's why the selection show was such a jumbled mess because you have CBS people that have done it one way for 30 years and you have Turner people, they've done their own, uh, their own studio shows one way for, you know, 15 years, whatever, with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and those guys. And you're like, all right, let's try and combine the two over two hours and they, in an effort, and some people want all the teams early. Some people want the brackets early. Some people, like myself, say that's the stupidest thing ever. Like the Academy Awards, you wouldn't give Best Picture at the start. You also wouldn't name all. You wouldn't imagine if we had the Academy Awards, and you said, "Here's all the winners in alphabetical order." Now, stay tuned for the rest of the show to find out what they've won. Yeah, we're going to hear some songs. You're going to hear the nominees for Best Music. Yeah, but that's what they did. But But my my determination is they tried to please everybody, which ends up pleasing nobody. Well, there was never anything wrong with the reveal show. There was never anything wrong. Here you go. Here's the first. We're going to reveal the West bracket for you, and then we're going to break it down. Then we're going to go to commercial. We're going to come back from break. They didn't have have time to break it down with the hour format. That was it. No, no, make it longer. I'm fine with making it longer. But here's what we're going to do. Here's first segment. We're going to talk. Here's the West bracket. We're going to talk because bottom line, it's a TV show, correct? And you know, and the whole thing. This is the, the NCAA tournament is the biggest TV show in the world because it's four days a week yep. and it's twelve hours plus coverage a day, and they own it. And yep. it's a it's a TV show. We're going to put a TV show on. We're going to reveal the teams. But now, now the way they do is, and so now here we're doing alphabetical order and all this. You know, okay. I mean, it, I got to admit, it was kind of fun going. Ooh, Louisville's out. Okay, so that helps us. Oh, they're they're not mentioned. Because you're the way they're doing it, but yeah, but you know, still would have had it, the same do thing. The you want to, you still would have had the same thing if you had the first three brackets. My my way of doing, like when I was there, I I would I just said like, look, guys, just do the brackets. Give us more time. We had thirty seconds to talk about each game for you know three people on a set. Give us more time to talk about the games and the different matchups and different players. But then just don't reveal the bubble teams until the very end. Come back at the end in the last second. Reveal those bubble teams. Reveal the play-in games. And meanwhile, you keep kind of a tracker on the side of teams that are yet to make the field or be eliminated from the field. And it would have been uh, that I think is the way you do it. And I think eventually they'll come around to doing it that way. But my, my my point is that the reason that you have the jumbled mess of tonight, two 16 teams playing, which you, it's kind of the tournament, it's kind of not the <laughs> tournament. And then uh, I think a David versus Goliath with UCLA taking on St. Bonaventure is I, I honestly think. Like everything with the NCAA, they try and please everybody, keep everybody happy, and ends up making nobody happy. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. National Small Business Month at LegalZoom is here. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, but they've got the right resources to help you run a successful business. Download your free business startup kit, which is full of great info, LegalZoom discounts, and more at LegalZoom.com slash startup. That's LegalZoom.com. Slash startup. Joining us now on the hotline for more on the NCAA tournament, CBS College Basketball Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at ST Lapis. Steve Lapis. Steve, what's happening? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Dude, we're trying to figure out the best way to, to have the bracket reveal show. What do you think? What's your idea? Well, you know what? There's all kinds of different ways that it's been done. This was an interesting way. It, it, it's hard to say what's, 
you know, the, the simple way was good. Other ways have been good. You know, this is, uh, everybody has a different opinion about how to do it. Lap, you're in Nashville, aren't you? Yes, I'm in Nashville. Okay, yes. have you have you hit up Kane Prime yet? No, you know what? How about this? Unless I hope you have a uh, a, a hookup. I do because we're trying to get in there, and they don't have they can't get us in Saturday night. Done. We'll, we'll take take care of it. Saturday night. How many? Saturday night. I was probably like eight of us. Jeez, that's big. That's big money, Lap. That's big. That's big I money. Know. That's, no, that's no, going I, on the. That's I, going I, on expenses. You, All right, we'll take Kane Prime, Steve Lapis, uh, Andrew Catalan and Company. We we'll, we'll got you down. No problem. We'll, we'll take care of it. Um. All right, uh, Steve obviously coached at Manhattan and at UMass, but is most synonymous with Villanova. And it's been fascinating to watch this Nova team, who I think, Lap, you and I agree, this team probably has more top-end talent than the one that won the national championship two years ago. But, But because of their regular season dominance and because they won the national championship, I think sometimes we miss that four out of the five years, four out of the last five years, they haven't gotten out of the first weekend. You look at Villanova's draw, how safe do you think they are to get to that second weekend? I think that first, that 8-9 game between Virginia Tech and Alabama, I've already said it a bunch of times, especially Alabama. I had Alabama the first game of the year, Doug, and I'm telling you, after the game, I said, this is a three or four seed, for sure. With the talent they had, Dante Hall's been tremendous. Colin Sexton, we know how good he is. John Petty's a little up and down. But this team has a tremendous amount of talent. If they could put it together, obviously, they've been one of the more disappointing teams in my eyes. Obviously, Northwestern probably the most disappointing because they didn't even make it. But this team's been a little disappointing, I think, with the talent they have. But if they put it together, I'm telling you, that could be a very tough thing. And Virginia Tech also has tremendous guard play and shoots it really well. I think going over in that second game is going to have some problems. And, you know, you mentioned, though, Chefu, uh, not ha- that's a big difference. Like, Spellman's a good player. But he's not around the basket as much as Ochefo. And it's always nice to have one guy who's at least five feet from the basket every so often. Yeah, um, um, what Coach Lapis is talking about is I, one thing that people misremember about the Villanova team from two years ago. Daniel Ochefu was uh, the most efficient low post scorer in the NCAA tournament. And so th- that's the difference. This year's team has more athleticism. They can score from probably more, more, more angles. Uh, they've really evolved in terms of how they play on the perimeter. Some of the players that were young then are mature now, and they probably have better numbers up front, but they don't have the low post score that they had on that team, which which sometimes just stabilizes you offensively, Jason. We're talking with Steve Lapis right here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. All right, Steve, you know, you talked about seeding and teams that are seeded where they are, higher, lower. Are you buying into, hey, the teams that have been involved in the controversy and, and the potential corruption that got in the tournament or seeded lower, Arizona, Auburn, and other teams mentioned in were left out altogether? I don't believe that. And let me say this. I think those teams were – I don't think the committee – they have a tough enough job. I don't think they're looking to throw other factors in there – you know what I mean? That really are irrelevant to the play. And I think those teams really, not the, no, don't get me wrong. I thought before the season started, Arizona would be a one seed. They have one seed talent. I got that. But they didn't have a one seed here. Uh, could they have been seeded three? Absolutely, they could have been three. Auburn, they struggled at the end of the year once Anthony McLemore got hurt. I, I really don't believe it. I don't, I don't ascribe to, subscribe to the conspiracy theory. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I told people all the time last year, if, 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 if TV ruled the day, 
then Syracuse would be in every year. We'd be a one seed. N- n- not only do one Syracuse, uh, Syracuse one of the, like five schools that people will watch. And David Levy, who's head of Turner, is a huge Syracuse alum and fan. TV has n- no part in this decision. Just like I don't really believe the NCAA has a part in the decision. It just happens to kind of look that way. All right, uh, Lap. Here's give me the team. And Steve obviously covers all the conferences for CBS and CBS Sports Network. Give me the team. Is it San Diego State that's real? Give me the team that people aren't talking about that you believe could be in a second weekend team. You know, normally I would have said Nevada had Lance, Lindsey Drew not been hurt because I'm a big fan. I had them over the weekend of the Martin brothers. Uh, they're a lot better than I thought. I, I can't believe they didn't get to play much at NC State the way those guys play and handle the ball. And they have, you know, uh, Jordan Caroline, who's a beast. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say San Diego State's got a chance because they play very good defense. They're playing their best basketball of the year, obviously, and they're a lot better scoring team than they've been in the past, which has always been one of their issues. So I think there's potential there. And Malik Pope, I think, is is playing much better, especially since he came back from the suspension. So I, I think there's potential there for San Diego State to definitely make a move. Uh, hang on, uh, we got Kelvin Sampson on the line for both of you guys for a second. He's very no. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so so give me this. Fill in the blank for me here, Steve. A big upset. First two days, you would not be surprised. Which game? Give me one big upset. If this happened, you would say, you know what? I can see that happening. Murray State over West Virginia. Oof. I'll give you two. And, and, and they're in the games that usually you see those kind of upsets, the 5-12. Murray State over West Virginia and South Dakota State, Ohio State. Those are two you need to keep your eye on. This South Dakota State, you know, you look for upset in, in the NCAA tournament, you look for a team that's been there before. You look for a team that's got a really good player, potentially a pro, like Mike Dom at South Dakota State. They've got four guys back from last year. They can score. They don't turn it over. And the other thing you look for in a mid-major is how they shoot it. These guys make a ton of threes. I think that's a very dangerous game for Ohio State. And Murray State doesn't turn the ball over. They're going to try. And I, I'm not a big fan of teams that press all the time in the NCAA tournament. You're playing on a neutral floor. You don't have your fans fueling your your, your drive to press. And you're playing good teams. And this state team shoots the ball very well. They're well coached. They're not going to turn the ball over 20 times. And my question about West Virginia is, what do they do when they are forced to play in a half-court game? And I really think that's an issue, especially on a neutral court. Yeah, and you get a week to prepare for their press. It's harder in that second yeah, game that when, when it's a style you haven't seen. That's why West Virginia can win the first game. You feel like they can win, they'll can win. they win the second game. But then Sweet Six, first game and Sweet 16 are a little bit more problematic for them. Uh, Lap, I know you got to go. you got to go to, you know, uh, start, start to prep. And you got to go and call and check if I really do have some pull at Kane Prime. Um, <laughs> uh, you're you're going to call Xavier against either North Carolina Central or Texas Southern. Uh, you know, look, last year they lose their point guard. They have all kinds of issues. And yet somehow Chris Mack finds a way to get him to the Elite Eight. This year they win the Big East, but they don't beat Nova. And everyone's saying this is Chris Mack's best shot at a Final Four. I know you started to prep and you've seen them in the regular season. Give me your sense of why Xavier, even though their record is gaudy and they won the Big East, it doesn't feel like they've yet played their best basketball. Well, Doug, I've seen them three times, okay? I saw them twice against St. John's. Could have lost either one of those games. Perhaps down late at St. John's. I saw them the last game of the regular season against DePaul. DePaul had a shot at the buzzer to tie the game. And I'll be honest with you, and I love Chris Mack. He's a tremendous coach. I watched that team, and I think I said it on the air. I said, 
I understand that they're going. They're a one seed. That team doesn't look like a one seed to me. They're good. Don't get me wrong. So I'm I'm kind of feeling like in Italy, Xavier has been one of the best NCAA tournament teams in the last ten years in terms of getting the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eights, and everything else. But I look at this team and I'm saying one seed, huh? I'm kind of I'm not. I know they are a one seed and they deserve to be a one seed, but they don't look like a one seed. On Twitter at ST Lapis. That's on Twitter at ST Lapis. Steve Lapis, CBS Sports Network, college basketball analyst. Enjoy calling the game and your dinner at Optimus Prime. Is that the name of the place? No, What's Kane Prime? Kane Prime. Sorry, Kane Prime. There's, there's an area in in Nashville called the Gulch. It's like the hottest restaurant area, and there's like four or five uh, really nice restaurants there. And Clay Travis, who's our colleague, uh, he actually took me to to Kane Prime. Ever since I've been a spokesman for the company, it's it's the it's the spot. Oh, okay, very oh. nice. Hey, wait, look, are you saying I'm in? Are we in? You're in. Lap. Come you on, better man. be in. Lap. Come on. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Not for you. For <laughs> Catalan. I will take care. For Catalan and for Ryan Galvin, who's is, is Galvin producing? No, no, no. We have uh, John Siegel. Oh, John Siegel's good. We'll make sure there's no yeah. pork. Siegel's great. <laughs> Tell him I said hello. I, take it easy, I, you Steve. You got it. Thanks so much. That's the best. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. You realize if he tweets that he can't get in. This will be all over, like awful announcing and deadspin. Right? It, you realize that Gottlieb it's, it's, has no pull in just, Nashville. No, it's not just because I have pull. It's because I, I'm friends with Clay Travis, who's got all the pull. Like that's kind of oh, okay. His, everybody's got it. Everybody's. It's like uh, Tom Brennan, uh, the famous coach of Vermont. I was like, hey, TB, why don't you ever move out of Burlington? Why you live, like Burlington's a great town, but it's cold up there. He's a hey, hey, listen. There's 50 states, and I own one of them. Okay, <laughs> 50 states, and I own one of them. And it was a great lesson to me. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Clay Travis. You know, there's Nashville, one of the uh, fastest growing cities in the country, uh, country music capital uh, of the, of the world. But more than anything, it's Clay Travis's town. He got me into uh, he got me into Kane Prime, and uh, I got some. I even sent him my gift certificate. So I was out there, used it this year. Plus, you got to have hot. You very hot chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, hot chicken's good. Hot chicken's good. Yeah, but no, you not, leave- not a Kane Prime. Kane Prime is more like regal food. You know. You just have me all depressed now because I'm thinking about when Vermont beat us in the tournament and Matt Santangelo and TJ Sorrentine hit that three from like half court. So you just kind of depressed me there a little bit. Matt Santangelo, Matt Santangelo is Gonzaga. Who's- I'm sorry. I'm thinking TJ Sorrentine. You TJ got that one right. Hit that big three with, uh, what with was no the, time what was, the, what was the big guy's name? Oh, God. What was the... Uh, what I blocked was, a lot of that out. I know. No, no, no. I blocked a lot of that No, I, I screwed up too. <laughs> what is the, they had the... was the big kid from Vermont who was their best player? Ugh. Man, what was his name? I called their their the American Championship game that year. All right, well you can look it up, right? No, I'm going to look it up. You look it up. All oh, right. I'm sure it's going to appear on Twitter. <laughs> TJ Sorrentine hit one from the parking lot. Yes, that was yeah with like and 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 Tom Brett was standing like he won the national championship. Yes, yes. I'm like you got to be kidding. That's me. the best. The best you part of be traveling around me. with Tom Brennan was everywhere we would go. We were partners in studio and calling games for a couple years. Everywhere we go, we go, they go, TB's my boy. Like, man, that run you guys made, and he would turn to me and go like, we won one game. Yeah, that's all he had we to do. We won one game. Like, no, 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 that run you get, you know, you guys went to 16, <laughs> Elite Eight. Like, oh, yeah. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. Coming up next, back into the NFL, a couple of quarterbacks off the market as we get closer and closer. To NFL free agency being here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith. 
from the Jason Smith Show. Heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 Pacific. Alongside Doug Gottlieb, your Doug Show, of course, 12 to 3 every day right here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks to Steve Lapis stopping by a few minutes ago, talking college hoops with us. Gave us a couple of potential first-round upsets in the tournament. How great is his voice, by the way? Oh, I love listening to Lap Talk. I, mean, I just love listening to him talk about basketball, college basketball. It found, so my, I'm I'm son of a New Yorker, former high school and college basketball coach, and uh, the way in which they talk and the, the obviously the kind of East Coast uh, slang to which he uses, it's awesome. I'm Just so I, excited about the game and everything. Of course, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and... And like you know, he basically said what what I felt. One of the great things about Steve Lapp is that he's not afraid to call a spade a spade. He's like, look, Xavier's got a great record, and Chris Mack's a really good coach. They have a lot of talent, and they've won a lot of games. But for whatever reason, it just feels like there's something missing, right? Whereas when you watch Michigan State, who everyone thought would be a top five team heading into the tournament, the reason you're feeling that people are picking them to win a national title is you you don't ha- they haven't. Yeah, they lost twice to Michigan, but that's more of a matchup thing. Like they haven't lost anybody bad, and for the most part, they haven't allowed inferior teams to hang around the way that Xavier has. Even though Xavier's record and both teams won their conference. All right, so so I'll put you on the spot. Does Xavier survive the first weekend? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Um, one, there are one like is it the reason that a one seed matters is a one seed has never lost to a sixteen. They're not losing that first game. Um, even though I love Lavelle Moton and what he's done at at. Uh, Cent- uh, North Carolina Central getting them back to another NCAA tournament. You have uh, the, uh, the other matchup, I think, is what? Florida State versus Missouri. Florida State is the phoniest of phonies getting into the tournament. I mean, that's one of those teams that you're just like, I, I don't really understand. They were ranked up until like a week ago, and I still don't understand why. And Missouri's trendy right now. Well, Missouri's trendy because they have Michael Porter yeah. Jr., but their second leading scorer had a DUI, is not going to play in their first game. And I, like, I just. I don't think you're going to – both those teams are going to try and out-athlete you. You're not going to out-athlete. This Xavier team is really athletic. So, yeah, I think they get to the Sweet 16. That's when it gets interesting. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. Meanwhile, the NFL saying, uh, NCAA tournament, you cannot have all the headlines. A huge day with signings. Earlier this hour, we talked about Drew Brees going back to New Orleans, two years and $50 million. Meanwhile, Case Keenum in news that broke in the middle of the night. Going to the Denver Broncos, he has agreed to join the Broncos. This during the legitimate tampering period that is allowed in the NFL before it begins full bore at 4 p.m. tomorrow. You know, Case Keenum, look, he had a great year last year. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't, but it's really tough for me to say a guy's had one year and now he's going to be my quarterback, especially Denver where your window is rapidly closing. You're not the team that you were a couple of years ago and now – Case Keenum's going to come in. He's going to lift that level of play. I, I don't see him doing that. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Isn't he? He had the, he had the magic without the beard. Yeah, he without the beard, and he didn't go to Harvard. Did you know Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? Nobody says that yes. on TV. Really, no really, one ever really says that. He went to Harvard. No one says he's a smart quarterback. No one says that. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. Look, I I fully understand if you're like me and you say Case Keenum, really. On the other hand. What are your options? Your options are draft a guy, and you're not drafting in pole position, so you have to move the moon, the stars, and the sun to move up and draft a guy who's probably not ready, right? Sam Darnold's not really ready. He's started for one and a half or one and three quarters of a season. Josh Rosen, you don't know if he's going to be healthy. And, oh, yeah, by the way, not only has he not made it through a whole season at UCLA, but he hadn't won anything at UCLA, and those are your top two prospects. 
And Josh Allen, nobody thinks is ready right away. So your 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 option in the draft is either reach for a need where you are or leverage all your draft picks and move up to get a guy who's probably not ready. Or you, you can't really afford to get into the bidding war for Cousins. So I guess Case Keenum does make sense. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb on Twitter, at HowAboutAFresca, at Gottlieb Show. So what does this mean for Kirk Cousins and others? We'll have that coming up next. Not only Kirk Cousins watch, but a couple of big-time wide receivers off the board in new locations. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Show yeah. out. Let's uh, hit the Wayback Machine. You can also hear upsets or things that make people upset. We touched them on those old subjects. I said, I've got enough. I don't really care to talk to you anymore. Okay. But to listen to the palaver. Simply by downloading the Dan Patrick Show app in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Speaking of well curated content, the new Dan Patrick Show app curated by us. No way. is the Dan Patrick Show. I aspire to be him. Reggie Miller joins us now. Are the Cavs better than the Lakers? LeBron is not on either team. Yeah, he's not on either team. The Lakers are better. Then why not go there? Dan, the answer to that question is... He just can't go for to the Lakers for the sake of going. I'm not quite sure the Lakers can compete with Houston, Golden State, maybe even San Antonio. Back-to-back 30-point games... For DeAndre Ayton. How about a new song, One Shining Paycheck? That'd be kind of nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love, look, you're not going to get me to go there, Dan. Very funny, by the way, but I'm not going there. I like my job. You're trying to get me fired. In for Dan Patrick in the L.A. Mercedes AMG Studios, here's Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb. Final hour of the show as we are in for Dan. Jason Smith heard from the Jason Smith Show. Nights here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 Pacific. Doug Gottlieb, the Doug Gottlieb Show. You're getting ready to finish here, take three hours off, come back and do 12 to 3. We, are, not, we are nothing if not creative at uh, Fox Sports Radio, right? Yeah. Jason Smith Show. Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show. Doug Gottlieb right. on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan pa- filling in for Dan Patrick on the Dan Patrick Show. It would be funny it was, if it was the Doug Gottlieb Show with Jason Smith. Like, that, like, I, like I did the show, but I still call it the Doug Gottlieb Show. I used to like uh, when you would fill in for me at times at, at the other place. How when I'd come back, I had been off for so long that I would have to go, Doug Gottlieb filling in for Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, you were filling in for yourself. Yes. That, that would happen. Yes. Yeah, Doug's out. Uh, when's he out? He's out for the next three weeks. Oh, okay. So you're going to be in for three weeks. Oh, all right then. Great. Perfect. Okay, so your show is late at night or early in the morning, depending on when you listen to it. This has to screw up your sleep cycle, doesn't it? No, well, listen, it's, it's staying up late. Like, look, for here, West Coast is 8 to 11, so 11 to 2 on, on the East Coast. Uh, if, if I'm going to bed, I'll get home at 11 I'm up for a couple hours. Usually I go to bed like 1 o'clock. But like last night, I went to bed like 11 o'clock. So I'll roll on like six and a half hours sleep. I'm okay. If I get six and a half hours, I'm all right. If I get less than six and a half, I'm walking around. And there, there's times where I'm like, so it an, takes I'm you a couple. Of, see, that's that's the one reason that like I'm not trying to switch time slots with you. But one <laughs> one reason that eight to eleven would work for me would be because uh, if I get home at eleven, like and lights are out, like I'm I, I can be out at eleven oh five. Oh really? Yeah. Like, See, that's when I get my that's when I get my alone time. That's when I get my walking around time. Like, hey, I get on the computer. Well, I, do, I can watch a TV show. No, I do. Hey, I do. I, I like that. <laughs> when I was living on the East Coast up until you know up until the summer I came here, I had the same time slot on the East Coast, but it'd take me like an hour, hour and a half to get home. So mm-hmm. I get home, put the kids to bed, have dinner, and then my wife she likes she usually goes to bed between nine and ten, and I'm not a between nine and ten person unless I'm super. I'm trying to get up super early. 
And yeah, so I actually do. Li- I like that idea of a couple hours. The problem is like 11 to 1 on the West Coast, there's not a lot going on. Whereas 11 to 1 on the East Coast, there's still West Coast games going Yeah, on. you're coming off the big night. You know, yeah. you're reflecting on things that happen. Now, I, trust me, do that once and you go home and you, you're walking around your house like, this is the, it's like you're walking around a museum by yourself. That, like, that's this, what, is, this is fantastic. Well, I, have, I have three children, and so when my wife and kids are out of town, it does feel, I'm like, this is a completely different home with nobody in it. Oh, yeah, I'm laying in bed eating Pringles, watching yes. TV. Oh, yeah. On the computer whenever you want. You don't have to worry about anybody asking anything. That's great. So 3.41 in the morning. I don't know if, if the NFL world was shaken, but it definitely was... It definitely was awake. Uh, definitely was awakened. Woken up. Awakened. 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 Awoken. Awoken. Woken. You woke. You were awake. I think you are woke. You were what? Yes, you are woke, but you were awakened. Whatever. Yes. Everyone, by Adam Schefter's phone. Everyone woke up and like, ah, Case Keenum to the Broncos. <laughs> I, I, I was at the Super Bowl, and maybe it's Denver people being arrogant, or maybe it's the thought that he they 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 needed a quarterback, and Kirk Cousins needed a place. But for a long time, there was the presumption in NFL circles that Kirk Cousins was going to be the Broncos' next quarterback. But then your Jets came in, and they got a whole piggy bank they've been waiting to break open. Mm-hmm. There was the thought that before the the Browns started trading for everybody last week or trading, like all the, you get it traded, you get, that the Browns would break their piggy bank to get him. And now it appears to be the Vikings and the Jets. Let's start with Keenum. You like it. Keenum to the Broncos, I'm not a big fan. Uh, they kind of... Went out and got a guy. That John Elway trying to continue on with proving I'm the smartest guy in the room. And he's done that with quarterbacks. He's done that in the past. He came in when he first started. Tim Tebow comes off this magical run. Not that that wasn't the right thing to do, but suddenly I'm replacing Tim Tebow. But I'm bringing in Peyton Manning. Why? I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm bringing in a guy nobody ever thought we could. Peyton Manning comes in, plays really well the first couple of years, plays horribly the last couple of years, still wins a Super Bowl. But now, what has he done? He's drafted for the quarterback position. He's missed on guys he's drafted. He's missed on free agents. He's missed on everybody. So now, instead of doing the right thing, which is to say, hey, Kirk Cousins, I know that Minnesota is ready-made, but come here. I'm a quarterback. I will take care of you. You want 10 more yards on every one of your throws in the mile high air? You come. You see what it did for Peyton Manning coming off that neck surgery. Yep. He used to be able to throw the football in this thin air. You come here, and we're, I will turn you into a legend. And you spend that time around him, and you spend the time suddenly, and you go to Colorado, which is a beautiful state. You walk around and say, this is, this is it. This is where I want to be. And you're a Denver Bronco. But that's not John Elway's way. I'm going to get a quarterback, and we're going to get by with him. I'm going to show you that we can do it. And this is just not going to happen because this is not the Broncos team of three years ago where we have this great defense and just don't throw two interceptions a game and we'll win. It's a hard one for me because obviously I agree with you. Anybody who's watched the NFL, I, I first, you're right in if case your case Keenum, you have to go to a dome or you have to go to Denver where it gives you a little help because arm strength is an issue. I mean, even the, even the miracle in Minnesota to to Stefan Diggs, that ball floated on him, right? It was mm-hmm. it that that's his issue is he he does does not have he's really very similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, and there's some similarities there to you know, to Baker Mayfield, same offense as Baker Mayfield. There's some similarities there to Johnny Manziel because again, all the same offense that he ran at Houston, he was there for six years, put up huge numbers, but you kind of get the sense of he's that he's more of a fill in, more of a backup that can become a starter than a starter. Uh, who can start for anybody? That said, like, what were their options? AJ McCarron, 
Like was that was that your your next best? If you can't get Kirk Cousins, what are you left with? AJ McCarron or Sam Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater? You know who each have knee issues, and um, you know I just it's you yeah you can't trade for Nick Foles as of yet. Plus, do you really want to trade for Nick Foles? So there's a lot that goes into it. So what I'm saying is I agree with you about Case Keenum, but I do think you have to take the realistic approach of what was there better options out there? And I don't believe there were because they didn't want to overpay for Kirk Cousins because it would they wouldn't be able to field a good enough roster around. Them. They're not in that type of salary cap situation like the Jets are in. and They don't have the personnel that the Vikings are in. So they, they got the second best guy on the free agent market and they end up getting Case Keenum, which I don't love, but I kind of get because. It, the world doesn't occur in a vacuum. It just doesn't. And um, uh, and to get Case Keenum as the second best guy who has played in the playoffs, has worked with Gary Kubiak in the past, has that rabbi in the room, it makes sense even if it doesn't blow you away or really impress you about the, the Broncos in the coming year. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. And speaking of Kirk Cousins, see, I told you at the beginning of the show, the Jets aren't going to get him. Why? Because Kirk Cousins is simply using the Jets as leverage on the Vikings to get whatever he can out of them. The Jets can offer him all kinds of money. You want $60 million guaranteed? We'll give it to you. But this is why Kirk Cousins is tagging the Jets and the Vikings in his goodbye to Washington, because he needs the Jets to be the bad guy. Hey, if you don't give me what I want, Minnesota, don't suddenly think I'm the only destination. I got the Jets right here. Arizona wanted to offer him a big contract as well. We saw that today. But now Ian Rappaport is reporting. Kirk Cousins, his first visit will be to the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to visit them first. They have offered him or a three-year, $28 million per year deal. It's not over, but as Ian Rappaport says, if the visit goes well, he is likely to sign there. This, so Kirk this, Cousins is going to actually take – this is the toughest part for me. I can't believe he's actually going to take a visit because if you're the Jets, you can't sit around and wait. You can't, you can't, oh, you're going to go visit the Vikings first, and you know what? We're out. Because we can't be stuck here without a guy, without a bridge guy, whether it's that TJ, a bridge water could be the bridge guy. Oh. You know, you can't do. Boomer, what? What? Because all those guys are going to be gone. Yeah. Obviously, you'll draft a quarterback at six, you'll move up, or you do something, maybe it's Baker Mayfield, but you need somebody. And when free agency starts, AJ McCarron's going to be gone. Bridgewater's going to be gone. Anybody you want is going to be gone. And now you're going to wait a day and have Kirk Cousins visit the Vikings? And you're by the end of that day, you're done. The Jets, at this point, if this is what's happening and Kirk Cousins is going to visit the Vikings, the Jets got to pull out and say, you know what? Thanks, we're going a different direction. Because you can't, you can't wait a day. You well, can't wait. You you can wait a day. I mean, look, Josh McCown is still Josh McCown is still available. Josh McCown, they were lucky that he was healthy as long as he was last year. If they bring him back, he's just going to get hurt week two. And I know he'll be a bridge until May- Mayfield or Jackson or whoever they wind up getting. They could move up if they want to move up to four to get Josh Allen or something like that. But there's nobody else out there that you know that's going to still be there because all those guys are going to be gone. Uh, AJ, AJ McCarron's another possibility. Like, but he'll be gone. But I think he'll be gone. Someone's going to say, we got to have him. Not, the not Cardinals he, will not, say we got to have him. Not if he's smart. If he's smart, the longer you stay, the the more your value, the more you get to have a desperate team that will overpay you. But I don't. Right? It's, it's the way. And here's the thing. This reminds me of this is an Urban Meyer situation for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Do you remember when Urban Meyer became the head coach of Florida? Mm-hmm. Do you remember where he visited first? Wasn't Ohio State? No. 
Where Close. did he visit first? Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that's right. And Notre Dame offered him $2 million a year to be their head coach, and Florida offered him four, plus their Florida and your Notre Dame. And he had previously mm-hmm. been an assistant at Notre Dame. And so the thought was he'd always – and he told people, I always want to be the head coach at Notre Dame. Of course, everybody says, I always want to be yeah. your head That's always my dream job. He always said, yeah, and, and Ohio State, I want to be the head right, coach. Right. Florida, Florida, I want to be the head coach. Yeah, all my dream, yeah, all But the point was they had him on campus, and they lowballed him. And he said, okay. And then he went to Florida, and they're like, they offer you two. We'll offer you four. And we're Florida, greater proximity to kids. This is the 21st century. And the rest, as they say, is history, right? So if you're the Vikings, who they just opened a brand new facility, which is unbelievable. Not not that facilities don't sign guys, but it's the idea of being all in, right? It's just the idea of, hey, we're all in on not just doing it, but doing it the right way. And Kirk Cousins is a guy who just hasn't felt the love. It, right, Bruce Allen didn't know his, or wouldn't pronounce his name correctly. Uh, he's uh, the first quarterback I can think of where his head coach at the end of the season was asked, and he's a free agent, and his head coach, Jake Gruden, was asked how he did. He's like, well, you know, the record is the record. Like, you can't say a guy had a great season. We're like, no, 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 you're recruiting a guy. You're supposed to say, we think he's great. We hope he comes back, even if it's total BS. So you take him to the new stadium, U.S. Bank, which is the best in the league. You take him in a new facility, which is the best in the league. And then you come in, you say, here's the check for, what is it, 28 times 3 is $84 million, roughly over the first three years, mostly guaranteed. And you make him feel loved. Because if he walks out that door without a deal, now the Jets have a chance. Well, th- this is what the Jets should do now. If you still have a shot, oh, this, is, this, is, this was a bad thing to let this leak three years and $28 Because now the Jets can say, how about we offer him $45 million guaranteed for the first year? What if we do that? What if we let that leak? The Jets are preparing an offer that's $45 million guaranteed in the first year, and then it's going to be $95 million guaranteed overall. You have to dwarf what the Vikings want to do. That's what I do if I'm the Jets. You want to play this? You're going to go get him there? Okay. Here, how about this? $45 million for the first year. Sources. You call Brian Costello, the New York Post. You call Steve Serby, whatever you say. Hey, you know, I'm not saying... But I talked to somebody that thinks, you know, this is the kind of offer the Jets are going to prepare, and that gets Kirk Cousins out of that building. Because now if this is the offer that Minnesota is going to come at, and it's three years, $28 million a year, you have to go completely over the top. You can't just say, all right, we'll give you $31 million. Now he's going to say, no, forget it. $45 million? $50 million guaranteed? Yeah, Suddenly but, then, but, but i got to go to New York and visit. i got to go not, there. It's not a realistic you're, you're you're screwing up the complete scale, and you're not going to be able to fill the team around him. And we have like, ninety million dollars, and Doug, we have ninety million dollars to spend. If I, we spend spend fifty on it, we still have forty million more to get guys around him. I I, I understand. Yes, that money goes faster than than you would think. Oh, sure it does. <laughs> and and if you're Kirk Cousins, you sit there and go like, hold on now, I made fifty million dollars the last two years guaranteed. You you can't. They they do not bury it with you for a guy who's a fourth round pick. I. <laughs> I'd be stunned if he doesn't sign with the Vikings today. And I understand you can't let him out of that building if you're the Vikings. But I do think there's a reasonable, there's, there's a, you have to be reasonable in terms of what you can actually spend on, on one position. Not when you're that desperate. Not when you're the Jets. Can't be reasonable. Time for reason is, that's, that's hell and gone, Doug. You got to figure out a way. You got to get it done. I don't care what it takes. You bring that guy in here. Fifty million guaranteed. You do. Some teams are on different, are just on a different level. The desperation it oozes out of them right now. Kirk Cousins, man, doesn't matter. Kirk, Kirk Cousins got traded for Alex. They traded for Alex Smith. You're like, ah, same guy, <laughs> same guy. And people, people despise Alex. People really don't like like most underappreciated guy 
statistically in the NFL was beaten out by Kaepernick and essentially beaten out by Pat Mahomes. And yet he's actually way more accomplished than Kirk Cousins. And yet, you know, they're kind of the same guy. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. We'll have more on this breaking story. Kirk Cousins visiting the Vikings first. Also, big wide receivers on the move. It's a huge NFL that I know. We got first four games tonight, but the NFL has taken over. More on this next, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. Today and tomorrow, normally my show, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug, 12 to 3 Pacific, getting set for three more hours of fun. You have a lot. I mean, by the time your show starts in three and a half hours. Yes, everyone all, will have signed. All this breaking NFL news we're doing now is going to be completely out of date. You're going to be onto a completely new topic of conversation, new free agents, new everything, because this is just fast and furious here and the legal tampering process. We found out late last night, Case Keenum going to the Denver Broncos has agreed to sign there. Drew Brees will stay with the Saints two years and $50 million. The Chiefs are getting Sammy Watkins on a three-year deal. Allen Robinson intends to sign with the Chicago Bears. And Kirk Cousins, the breaking news a few minutes ago, will make his first visit to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings prepared to offer him or have offered him a three-year deal worth $28 million a year. We don't know what the guaranteed money is, but that first visit is always a big deal. Can I, can I make an argument for why the NCAA tournament works for the, for the players more so than anybody would ever fathom by using Sammy Watkins as a reference? Sure. Can you get Syracuse in there somewhere? Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Clemson won to one one effing game. Not one game. Not one game without Sammy Watkins. How good is Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins is okay. Sammy Watkins is talented, right? Yeah. Was he the best wide receiver for the Rams this year? No. Was he the second best wide receiver? Mm. He started to figure it out yeah. about mid-season. And Woods got hurt. And Woods, see, the reason I like Watkins, just real quick, I know I'm going to get your point, is that Watkins is a guy who, no matter what, needs to take up your opposing number one cornerback. Because if you put a number two guy on him, he's going to blitz you all day long. He can catch the ball deep. He can catch the ball over the middle. So, he need, so no matter what, he will occupy your number one cornerback, thus opening up the field for receivers like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Woods, who was having a great season, and then suddenly he got hurt, and you know that kind of derailed Woods' year a little bit. But that's why I like Sammy Watkins, because no matter, kind of like Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia, you need your number one cornerback to take him up, or they're going to wind up having a field day on your number two, your number three guy, if you try to move guys around. So I'm sorry, go ahead. He had 39 catches this year. 39 catches. He just got $16 million guaranteed from the Kansas City Chiefs. And like, finally! He wasn't the number one wide receiver in Buffalo before they traded him before the season began. And I understand that injuries have been part of the story, but so have his route running. And at times, his hands. Like, we all salivate over Sammy Watkins because we saw him at Clemson and because uh, Rex Ryan thought he was the second coming of, of Jesus Christ when he was working out for the Buffalo Bills before they drafted him. 
right? I mean, like, it's one of the worst draft picks in the history of sport. <laughs> Not because he stinks, but because it was a wide receiver heavy draft where the Buffalo Bills traded away their first round draft pick for next from the following year's draft to move up to get a wide receiver when they, they could have gotten Odell Beckham Jr. without moving. They could have gotten, you know, go through the laundry list of wide receivers who went after with it. Anyway, terrible move from uh, Doug Whaley at the time of the Buffalo Bills. But my, my point is that, that we create these legends in college sports. That's what you do. You build your brand. And whether it's as a student or as an, as an athlete, you build your brand for your first job out of school. And oftentimes, that brand that you built in college is so strong that even, even when there are all these signs that he just ain't as good as what his reputation established in college and the pre-draft, uh, 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 the pre-draft workouts would lead you to believe, like there's nothing he's done in the NFL that would let would lead you to believe he's a star wide receiver. Yet here we are four years later being paid like a star wide receiver because of the reputation and the potential that's out there. Well, look at look at last year. He was a big addition to the Rams offense because he was a guy, like I said, that takes up the opposing team starting cornerback. He's a better weapon than they had. And look at the season Jared Goff had. Jared Goff went from stinking out loud to being a guy that, wait a minute, maybe Jared Goff is going to be a good quarterback. So, of course, when he hits free agency, teams go, you know, what's what was different on that team this year? Well, they added Sammy Watkins, and suddenly, look, Sammy Watkins still, what do you have, nine touchdowns this year? I mean, he still was able, he found the end zone a lot. You know, that's almost, you're talking about one out of every four catches was a touchdown for Sammy Watkins. That's a pretty good uh, percentage of his catches, nearly near 25% for, for Sammy Watkins. He had eight this year, eight touchdowns this year. So he's still got that, and he's still a young guy. So, of course, there's going to be that kind of competition. Other teams were interested in him, so there's going to be that way. And $16 million for wide receivers, teams are in two different aspects now in the NFL, Doug. You have teams that say, okay, we got to go spend a lot of money and get that high-end number one guy or high-end first couple of guys, and that's what we're going to put out there. Then you have the teams that are going to say, I don't want that. We want to have a bunch of number twos. Like the Jaguars say, they allowed Allen Robinson to go to the Bears. Allen Robinson's a really talented guy. Two years ago, he had a big year. The, the Three years ago, he had a big year. Last year was pretty good. And then last season, of course, you know, he got hurt, only played one snap. But the Jaguars got guys kicked that up. You know, they got Keelan Cole now and D.D. Westbrook and Allen Hearns, and they figure, we, we can go across the board now. We got four or five guys, and we can find the mismatch, and that's how we're going to build our team. Sure. So there's two philosophies there. And you look at this one, and it's two different ones. The Chiefs are saying, we're going to come at you with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey and good bleep and luck because Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball 80 yards downfield. And then you have the Jaguars who are going to say, we're just going to spray the ball down. We're going to find this. You know what? This drive, D.D. Westbrook drive, because we like the matchup we have here. He's going. To, this is going to be a Keelan Cole drive. This is going to be a position where we do that. So there's two big philosophies that are in there, and you can see that you see what the Chiefs are doing different from what teams like the Jaguars are doing. The, the Chiefs are going to be fascinating because look, everyone was enamored by Mahomes and the arm strength and some of the agility uh, that he showed for a man his size in the preseason and in his one start. But I should point out that, you know, like, look, when he's at Texas Tech, he threw for a million yards. And I understand they have no defense, but there, there's some footwork issues and some and some interception issues that are just they're, they're hard to kind of get away from and think one year under Andy Reid. And all of a sudden, now, plus, he's such a he's such a completely polar opposite weapon from what they have with Alex Smith. Right. You had to beg Alex Smith to mm-hmm. throw the ball deep, but at least Alex Smith didn't turn it over. Here's a guy that's has the arm strength to make every possible throw, 
but you haven't had that type of quarterback maybe, you know, since, and I can't remember even with the Eagles, he didn't have that with McDab. He didn't have it with San Francisco where you had a guy who could make every throw on the field, but you're conservative by nature, right? That that's Andy Reid is conservative in his play calling by nature. And so uh, does that fit with Mahomes? And oh yeah, by the way, how does this work with Sammy Watkins? I, I totally agree with you. They're going to, it's a great ensemble cast with Travis Kelsey and, and it allows Tyreek Hill, and they also, you know, they 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 you get a third round draft pick as a money running back that saves you money that you can mm-hmm. that you can spend at wide receiver. Uh, but it's going to be fascinating to see the kind of the, the turnovers they've turned over their defensive roster as well. I don't know. I sit out here and I think, okay, Denver signs Case Keenum, eh? Kansas City is going to go with a first year starter, a second year quarterback, and Sammy Watkins and change their defense, and Eric Berry coming off of injury, eh? Like, I may be crazy. I see the Chargers, the team that were a field goal kicker away from making the playoffs last year, and their first and second round pick essentially redshirted because of injury. And I, I feel like the Chargers and the Raiders win more with what the Chiefs and the Broncos are doing than the Chiefs and the Broncos win with what they're doing. Well, the Chargers, it's like they've already had free agency. Having Hey, we already have our first two draft picks. It's like the Eagles, the same way. I know people don't want to hear it, but they already had free agency. They got guys coming back next year. Remember that Peters got hurt. He missed the whole season. They're going to have Carson Wentz coming back. Remember, they did it all without Darren Sproles. They made that trade for Jay Ajayi. So they have guys coming back who are already going to be big-time additions. You think your Chargers, they just have to know when the season starts. They just, I mean, I mean, every year they can't, they can't start one and four every year, and then say, you know what? Now we're going to catch fire, and we're going to come back, and oh, look, we're a game, or we're a game short, we're a game here. You can't have that, and no matter what, whether it's field goal kicking or not, it's the Chargers always are just, yeah, out of the gate, we just don't start that well, and I don't know what it is. No matter who, it, no matter what the personnel is, we just don't start well out of the gate. Uh, the other fascinating part about this free agent season with the was it legal, legal what? What's it called? The right legal now? zoom. No, the the, <laughs> legal the period tampering. we're in now, legal tampering. I like legal zoom. I like the legal, legal tampering. Zoom. Nothing sure. wrong with legal zoom. Yeah, but legal tamp legal tampering is that is the definition of tampering is that it's illegal. Right. And so legal tamp that is an oxymoron to ox that that is military intelligence. That is civil war. Right. It's the name that of is, a rock band. That hey, is. Dude, I went to see legal tampering. They were awesome, man. <laughs> that is a great name. <laughs> I like that. What's your name? Legal tampering. Legal or legalized legal legal tampering. That's, that's legal tampering. That's that's, that's a that's here's a our one. first song. There's been a lot of talk about this. It's called the cousin song. Ready? One, two, three, four. What's fascinating about the NFL is the free agents that are out there, like none of them are considered the top ten at their position. You know, all right? Like if you really want a guy, you just tag him. You're not going anywhere. You just you just tag him. Um and so we do go crazy and teams are overspending for Kirk Cousins. Which, like, at the end of the day, you're like, I got Kirk Cousins. You know what Kirk Cousins <laughs> reminds me of? What was the name of oh, one of you guys? Are you a car guy at all? Uh, somewhat. It depends how deep you go. Okay. Uh, I think it was Chrysler. And I'm, I, it wasn't the Pacifica. It, they used they have a, uh, it was like a, it was like back before the SUV trend. It was like a wagon kind of meets SUV. And it had like the fake wood side paneling. The El Camino? No, no, no. This oh, okay. is this is like uh, in the nineties. <laughs> okay. And uh, gosh, I can't remember what it was called, but people were paying over sticker for it. <laughs> and you know, it becomes competitive. You know, it's it's the Camaro makes that. My first car was a Camaro Supersport, right? Camaro makes the now the Camaro Supersport is awesome. 
But, you know, people pay over sticker for these cars because they only make a couple thousand of them. But at the end of the day, you got a Camaro. At the end of the day, you got a Chrysler. At the end of the day, you, you don't have – it's not like you're sitting around there driving, uh, you know, a, a Lexus or a Mercedes, you know, that's a one-of-a-kind, you know, AMG, right? At the end of the day, you come home and it's still a Chrysler. Like, you come home, and if you're the Minnesota Vikings, and, yeah, you've solved your quarterback issues with, uh, with Kirk Cousins, but it's still Kirk Cousins. Like, he's okay, but – you don't have a better quarterback than Detroit has. You don't have a better quarterback than what the Green Bay Packers have. Um, I think you're better than what, what the Chicago Bears have, but I'm not totally convinced that at the end of the day, they don't think Mitchell Trubisky can be better. Like, so within your own division, if you get Kirk Cousins, you're going to spend more money, although Green Bay is going to redo the deal of Aaron Rodgers and he'll make a dollar more, whatever. But you still have the third best quarterback in the division. That's the fascinating part about this free agency. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. Express Employment Professionals has been helping people find jobs for 35 years, long before the online job search. Don't keep uploading your resume. Find your nearest Express office on ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com and call today. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who has been called the Camaro of NFL insiders. He is Mike Freeman, Bleacher Report, columnist, follow him on Twitter, at Mike Freeman NFL. That's at Mike Freeman NFL. Mike, what's up, bud? I'm more like the starship of NFL writers. Oh, okay. uh, he's 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 a big he's a he's a Star Trek geek. I mean, it's is no it, to, to level of he's the no, only black Star Trek geek in the history of black Star Trek geeks. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, but yeah. we are not geeks. We're Trekkers. Get it right. And you know what? I got to say, you're right about Cousins in that um, he is he's a he's a good player at best. But here's the thing about this position and this era we're in in the NFL and free agency is you have to overpay for average at that position because it's so sparse with talent. There's just not a lot of guys that can play it well. It's only a handful. So you're stuck. You're screwed. And he's probably going to end up in Minnesota and as and you're right, he's not spectacular, he's not great, but throw him in that offense with a really good running game. He's got a good young receiver and a really good defense, and average can get you far in this league at that position. So if you're the Vikings, this is what you kind of have to do because look at that division, look at the quarterback in that division. You have to do something, even if you dramatically overpay, which is what they're going to do. Does he even get out of Minnesota? I mean, because if I'm the Jets at this point and I find out that Cousins is visiting Minnesota first and they're prepared to offer a three-year deal, $28 million a year, the only thing I think the Jets can do is say, oh, let's let it leak. We're prepared to offer him $50 million guaranteed in the first year. I mean, outside of, of, of going way over the top with money, I don't know that he leaves Minnesota without a contract. I think you're right, and I'd be surprised <clears throat> Excuse me, if he did. Crazy things have happened. But um, the, the Vikings are sort of um, in a bit of a corner. And, you know, in a lot of ways, Cousins is too. It's not like there's this long line of teams trying to sign him. There's only a handful. That only takes one to overpay. But he doesn't have 15 teams in pursuit of him. He's got two, three tops. Well, look, Not even that really anymore. Well, no, no. So, look, Arizona's still an option, aren't they? Arizona's still an option. I mean, ultimately, well, I think won. if you, I, Doug, I think it comes down to the Vikings, the Jets, 
the Cardinals. There's maybe some other team, but I think that's pretty much it. And look, that all it takes is one or two to get into a stupid bidding war. And from his perspective, you're you're golden. But the the, the Vikings don't have this huge amount of competition. I think they they have a little they're in a little bit of a, a a position of strength. They can get them there. They can take him to dinner. They can talk, and they can, as you guys are saying, they can keep him there. And Cousins, it's not like Cousins can say, I'm going to go and shop this around and try to get more. It's just not, he just doesn't have as many options as some of these quarterbacks do when they come onto the market. But having said that, I think it's a perfect match to me, him and the Vikings. It's perfect Um, because they have a running game. They have a defense where they don't have to just completely rely on him. But they're just going to overpay. It's just. It's just crazy with the, the position, how important it's become. It's always been important, but it's become so much more and so much harder to play and so intricate that you have to go crazy now to get just an average player. Yeah, you know what, what's, what's fascinating is I'm not sure. I know Jason thinks it ends up being, a, and maybe you think it ends up becoming a bottom-line decision for Kirk Cousins. I kind of think here's a guy who felt like he never got the love in D.C. Right? He couldn't get yeah. the long-term deal, never got the love. And it's it's a pretty easy sale to Minnesota where Mike Zimmer picks him up from the airport and says, hey, look, it took me 30 years to get a job. You know, Adam Thielen was like a walk-on NFL wide receiver. Stephon Diggs, yep. you know, he never he, – he didn't dress the first game. He was a Minnesota Viking. Dalvin Cook went in the second round. Like, he, like, that's the MO of this team. Hey, who knows better about guys that got no love coming out than all of us who got, got no love? I, I guess here, here comes the question is we've seen a bunch of other moves. It feels like Buffalo's still going to move up, and now they're going to draft a quarterback. Like, do we know what? Do you know what Cleveland's goal is now that they have Tyrod Taylor? Is Tyrod Taylor the placeholder for Lamar Jackson? Is he a placeholder for Baker Mayfield? Is he a placeholder for Josh Allen? Because that doesn't feel like that's their final move. And kind of the same uh, question applies to Buffalo. Listen, the your, your first your point about Cousins is really a good one in that uh, in Washington they just didn't really respect him and. They just didn't treat him like he was a star. I mean, he's not, but still, they always just overlooked him. They franchise-tagged him year after year. When he goes to Minnesota, he's going to be treated like a king. That's very important. That's a great point. And I think besides the money, the money is the first thing, but that's another thing. All those guys will love him. He will like them. It's a perfect fit for all those reasons. But uh, what Buffalo is going to do, they're going to try and get a quarterback what Cleveland's going to do will be wrong. That's all we know. <laughs> so, that's, that's pretty much Whatever it. they do, do the opposite. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think they're going to uh, – I actually think they've – the moves they've made have been really good because a lot of it depends on how you feel about Tyrod Taylor. I feel like Tyrod Taylor is a very crazy underrated quarterback. Some people think he's terrible. I don't. I think he's very good. I think he's better than Cousins. So there you go. So if you think Tyrod Taylor, how you feel about him will depend on what you think about these moves. And I think the next move is um, around the league, they think they're going to go with the Penn State running back. Uh, I think that would be very risky, but and, and probably they won't do that because – you can get great running backs all over the draft, but that's the league thinks these moves mean they're going to go for that 
the running back first and then a quarterback at four. Um, so it's, it's still kind of up in the air what they're going to do. But they've positioned themselves to really dramatically, if these moves work out, now that's a huge if because it's Cleveland, but if these moves work out, they've, they've positioned themselves to dramatically change the culture overnight. And you can do that. Even in Cleveland, you can do that. The league is set up to where overnight players can change their fortunes and teams can change their fortunes. We just saw it in Philly with a quarterback there who was seen as just terrible for most of his career, terrible. And he goes, he's a Super Bowl MVP. So you can do that if you're just smart, just modicum of smartness and intelligence, which the Browns haven't displayed. But so far, these moves, I think, show that they kind of have, they get it and they're kind of going in the right direction. And we'll see what happens from there. A trekker who is always a part of a piece of the action. He is Mike Freeman. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Freeman NFL. That's at Mike Freeman NFL Bleach Report. Mike, as always, thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Live long and prosper. <laughs> it's Trekkie. Trekkie. Well, no, it's because it's gone from Trekkie to Trekker. Really? Yeah. When my see, my mom was a big Star Trek, and so I grew up on Star Trek. But it was a Trekkie then. But now you're a Trekker. Trekkie didn't didn't sound great. So Trekker sounds a lot better. It's still Trekkies. Uh, this is like McDowell's and McDonald's. Uh, McDowell's has the golden arcs, all right? <laughs> We're talking about the golden they get arches. The big, we get the Big Mick. They get the Big Mac. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Doug is at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, we have more on the quarterbacks as there is breaking news involving Kirk Cousins. And we'll take a look and see where some of the other quarterbacks are going to go now that a big domino or two has fallen. That's next, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 Pacific. Doug getting set for double duty today. His show, 12 to 3. Be a lot of NFL talk. Got the first four games going on tonight. We talked about a true David versus Goliath matchup in St. Bonaventure and UCLA. But the NFL, specifically Kirk Cousins now, deciding to say we want the limelight. All the big signings today. Drew Brees going back to New Orleans. Sammy Watkins to the Chiefs. Allen Robinson to the Bears. Case Keenum late last night or early this morning is going to go to the Denver Broncos. And now Adam Schefter is reporting that Kirk Cousins is likely to sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Cousins agent saying, quote, no final decisions have been made. The plan is to visit Minnesota first. That's all we can say right now. Yeah, That's the plan. I, I don't and like. I don't like the report. You don't like the. You don't like the report. No. Why not? Because that's not a story. That he's likely to sign with the Vikings. But that's because that's not really what was said. And like, look I, again. But this is Schefter with with sources, and this is I'm, I'm not, Cousins' agent trying to play it down the middle. I, I understand. Things go sideways. We got to go to New York, Kirk. You know that, right? Right. But the likely to sign that. Either he's signed, he's going to sign, or he hasn't. But the likely to sign, like. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I well, look, we, we, we kind of know that, that. That allows, that allows a really easy out for him on a story, which others have reported that he's on the visit to Minnesota. I think it's reasonable to think he's there. He's likely to sign, but reporting he's likely to sign. And then if it doesn't happen, like, well, I said he was likely to sign. He wasn't. Going oh, to I sign. see what you're saying. Okay. That he has the, that's not really, a, right, that's not right, really right. a story. That's right. It's just, that's more of an update. I'm not, 
criticizing you. I'm I just the story, the headline doesn't feel like a story to me. It feels like an update to me. Hey, he's in Minnesota. It'd be pretty surprising. His agent didn't say he's likely to sign. His agent said, we'll see what, see what, no promises are being made. Let's see how, see how it goes. Well, the agent's got to play it. You know, look, if something happens, we don't get the money we want or something. We want to make sure the Jets are there because they're going to give you whatever you want. I mean, we kind of know this. What, what do we see? He's visiting the Vikings first. They already have a contract offer that they've extended out to him at $28 million a year. This is what we've learned so far today. I mean, that, that's something where I could say he's likely to sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I said this is not really. He's like, but has all Schefter, the stories that Schefter has, this one feels like it's not you, a necessary. You don't story. think he has a source that's told him, hey, look, as long as everything goes okay, we're, gonna, we're walking out of here tonight with a contract and we're a Minnesota Viking? Where's that in the quote? Well, he's not going to he's not going to burn his source and say, "Hey, this is off the record," but he's going to sign here. Then he can say, "Sources tell me that if everything goes right, he's going to sign there tonight." But that's not what's being reported. What's being reported is the agent saying that uh, what's the what's the exact quote? Well, you have two reports. You have Schef- you have Schefter saying Cousins is likely to sign, and then you have Cousins' agent likely in response to this saying, "No final decisions have been made. The plan is to visit Minnesota first. That's all we can say right now." Is there? there I guess the follow up is. Do you have a set visit to the Jets plan? Or is there a second visit that's planned? There's no set plan that's just like, all right, he's signing this deal. A little bit of a dog and pony show. I don't know. I just, I don't like the likely to, like, look, either it's happened or it's happening or it hasn't, or he's visiting the, visiting the Minnesota Vikings. But the likely to sign allows an easy out. Like, look, we didn't say he was going to sign. We said he was likely to sign. No, but that's when it was between two teams. Look, the agent's going to – Cousins could be poised over the contract with his pen, and the agent – you could say, that, hey, is he going to sign? And the agent would say, well, things – you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything right now. We're not, you know, we're going to keep all our options open. Then he signs the contract. Yeah, but, okay, but by now then there would be an oral agreement in place. They would have agreed yeah. to terms. So, I, I don't know. I just I, – I, I don't – like, we've gotten a little away from from the direct reporting to the to the what – how things are trending, but it's also the legal tampering period. So it's kind. I think things are are being handled a little bit differently. I don't think that the the three years, twenty eight million a year, would have gotten out if that wasn't going to be very close to what the contract is. Now, guaranteed money, we don't know yet, and that's always going to be the big thing. But I don't think that stuff gets out unless that's something that has not quote been agreed upon. But okay, we're that that's great. We'll figure something out. Extra couple million here or there, whatever. How it is. long into the visit? How long into the visit do you wait until you actually talk the numbers? Like that's always an uncut. This is it's a lot like when you're like we, when you're on. And I haven't been on a first date in twenty years. Twenty years. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, it's okay. been a long time. Yeah. So get like I don't know how it works nowadays, but it what like women, well you you would get women, on the internet. Women and make you would a try de- to women find make someone. a decision within the first couple minutes whether or not they're going to sleep with you. Correct. Correct. And then what uh, that's that's what I always hear. Yes. Right. Then first couple minutes, and yet yeah. like. We got to go through the whole dinner and conversation and dessert. Like, look, if you just start with the, listen, nothing's happening after dinner, but I'd love to have a nice dinner with you. I think so. I, I, I just, this to me fascinates me. They pick them up at the airport. They start bringing them around, take them to the stadium. Like all that stuff is great. Like, is it three and 28 Are all three years guaranteed? At what point do you get to talking about money? I think you see everything and you're at the stand. Okay. Now let's talk money. I think, I think you're but there you for wanna, a couple oh, hours. Well, listen, we want to take you to dinner first. <laughs> How like, about a roast beef sandwich and you sign your contract? I just think it's, it's I, I, fa- I'd, I'd, I'd be interested, I'd be fascinated by the timeline over when they actually talk money, if they actually talk money. I'm betting by the time your show starts, he's signed. 
or agreed to terms. Colin Coward coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 